The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Rodriguez, I like you like that. This is the Aaron Jerome remix. Love a bit of Aaron Jerome. Remix. The big wooden things with the ribs on that you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I paint a fish face on I the start, end. Don't stop painting the fish. They do though. I'm gonna water one. I like it like that. 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 This music will be illegal after Brexit. Oh three four four. You voted for it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We don't know if the phones are working. I have a backup plan, but before we go to the backup plan, some calls have snuck through. Remember last night we had two lines that worked. It's looking like to me we've got two lines that are working. Sam, I don't know if you want to call up and see if the third line works. I don't know if you'd like to do that. Let's find out. 
We just don't know, but I'm in such a zen place, baby, because I smoked a big fat doobie. You did not. And I am so zen, and if the phones don't work, the phones don't work, and we make a goddamn awesome radio show and a backup plan. I gave out my home phone number earlier, and, and, uh, I switched on the old answer phone. And I brought the old answer phone in with me tonight, and I'm hoping some of you boys and girls, ladles and jelly spoons, have, uh, done what you needed to do to... Was that you? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've brought in my answer phone, and I'm really, really hoping that some people have left some answer phone messages. Is that you, Sam? Hang on, let's just, just, just check. Hello? Is the, now, where's he? Hello? Sam? Hello? What, why did you make a phone call outside of the room? Because in the room I don't get a signal. You don't get a signal in there? Oh. No. Okay. Um, what did you think of Boris Johnson's speech today, Sam? Okay, he just hung up on me. The guy I work with just hung up on me. We got a phone call coming through. In the meantime, let's go to Bag. Hey, Bag. Hello. Hello, Bag. You're live on talk radio, the home of right wing ball, uh, the, the home of the late night alternative with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee. Well, uh, I, I thank you. Uh, you should. I hope you're on your knees. Uh, Marimba. Sorry? Marimba. What about Marinda? Marimba. What is, about... Is that the wooden tool you're thinking of? Who am I thinking... What? No. Let's see, well, let's start again. Oh, the Marimba! No, it's not... Sorry, I thought of what you were talking about, your fruitcake. No, it's not the Marimba. You hold it. It's like a sort of oh. wooden tube. You scrape it. It's a, it's a musical scrapoid. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I can't help you there. Tell you who'd know this. Go on. Rhythmic Paul. Who's Ruth McPaul? Rhythmic Paul. Who's Rhythmic Paul? Oh, Rhythmic Paul. But he's probably banging away at the back of some room somewhere. <laughs> that's libel. No, it's not. That's his job. Oh, I see. Yes, he's a male hooker. No. Dad, what can we do for you this evening? It's not a great line, but boy, oh boy, we're going to milk it for all it's worth. Well, so you should. Um... So, I firstly wanted to say uh, thank you so much for bringing um, uh, mental health to the forefront. Yes. And uh, you are a pioneer in that uh, sort of field, my friend. Thank you very and much indeed. I don't know if I I'd agree, but thank you. really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Uh, so, I have been suffering a wee bit, and I don't want to go through the... Um, uh, the, 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 the detail of it. You don't have to tell us the war stories if you don't want to. You share as much or as little as you want, sir. Um, but, um, yeah, more recently, in fact, today, um, I have reached a breakthrough. There we go. This is great to hear. What, what's happened today? What, what's been the change? What, what, what was, what was the deal? So, what happened was, my boss said, I wasn't doing a good job. Oh. Yeah, but I was expecting that. And it's been in the back of my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, Ian. Yeah. I, I am a, a great performer in my job. Yeah. That's fine. Um, 
but I just find it really difficult to communicate with my colleagues. Okay. Um, and uh, when my boss told me that there might be issues in that, mm-hmm. um, I thought that that was the best thing he could have said. It can because sometimes be very helpful to, for, to someone to give you an honest appraisal of where you're falling down a little bit. Well, it was more than that. It was, I, I had that thought in the back of my mind for probably about uh, 12 months. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I then went to see my uh, counsellor uh, about an hour afterwards. And uh, she said, wasn't it great that um, the way you reacted to that was not, you were really depressed, as you were six months. Honestly, Ian, I uh, tried to um, uh, commit suicide twice, Um, but I have really made so many good strides. Good, good. Uh, I'm glad you're alive. Yeah, uh, and so am I. Yeah. Honestly, I've got a wonderful wife. I've got um, everything to live for. Um, but, um, you know, it's just the dark forces that sometimes just, uh, well, certainly the beginning of this year, they were just so debilitating. And the best thing I could ever do was just curl up in bed and just stay there. So you're, what you're saying, because we've got the, f- the phones are actually working bag for the first time in about three years, and the phones, the phones are very, very busy, so I'm going to move on in a minute. But what you're saying is, you, I, I, I'm, I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, you've had a lousy time, you tried to kill yourself a couple of times, but today, today could be the day you look back on and go, well, that was the turning point for me. I certainly hope so. I do too, man. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good. Because the the last thing I want is uh, to go back to what happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know you have to go on to another call. So, uh, Dirtbag, you give us a call again. I'm glad you're alive. And I know, I'm aware sometimes when I say that, that it can sometimes sound a little patronising to people. Not at all. Genuinely, genuinely mean it from the bottom of my heart. I just have um, cursed with a voice that sounds quite insincere. But genuinely, back, I am so pleased that you're alive. And everybody who's attempted or considered taking their own lives, I'm glad you didn't. I'm really, really glad you didn't. And bag, we will speak again. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Naomi. Good evening, Naomi. Good evening. Good evening, Naomi. I'm very, <laughs> very well. I'm putting on a little bit of weight. I'm trying to shift a little bit of weight. But I'm not, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting upset about it. It is what it is. It. it is what it is. Naomi, Naomi what have you got for us this evening? Just to say I'm getting a new tattoo tomorrow. Ah! Now, is this the angel wings? It is. Wow, on the back. Full That's size or little? Full size. How long is, is that going to take? At least four hours. Oh, are you, a, do they knock you out? No, no, no. Do you have to be awake? Do I'm going to be awake. Do you have to, can you watch a m- movie? Can you listen to, uh, uh podcasts? What, what, do, do you have to engage with the idiot? 
he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, whatever. He's a tattoo artist. I don't want to talk to them. I'm joking, <laughs> tattoo artists. My brother, my yeah, brother is one. <laughs> you can have, um, yeah, iPad on, you can play about, just... Do they have an intricate play. system of mirrors so that you can yeah. look in front of you and you can see exactly what's going on on your back? Oh, yeah. They do! Yeah. I always want mirrors so I can see what's going on. Okay. Um, okay. Even when my puppies, when they got pierced and the what, sorry? I mirrors. The what? Even when I got my puppies done, I want You're not allowed mirrors. to pierce animals. Oh, my, my God! See what she meant, Catherine. Just mind it. I thought she meant a little woof woof. She, Ooh, she, no, you, no. you had your woof woof pierced, have you? No, no. Okay. Good. Um, ah, now here we go. Now, Naomi, I need a word because I'm still considering getting my left nipple pierced. Now we know it's the Do straight it. one, but you told me it didn't hurt, and I've had so many people on Twitter and calling in saying it, it's the most painful thing they've ever endured. One guy almost fainted. Were they all males? Yes. Male, male, white, male always seems to say the nipples always hurt. I, I don't know if you notice this. I'm a male, or as I like to call I, it, a man. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I got both mine done at the same time. And they got done, they both got pierced before the numbing spray kicked in. Before the what? The mummy, what? The, the, the numbing, you know when they numb you? Do they, what? They, Kath, why are you, Kath, why are you miming stuff? You can t Numbing spray. That's the one. Can you, you buy a numbing spray? Numbing I, spray is numbing spray. You can buy it. Can I buy a numbing spray now? What for? To, <laughs> to numb my mouth, of course. It'd be funny. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Can Ooh, you get no, it? it just makes yeah. it cold. You won't like... Can you get numbing spray on Amazon? Oh, really? We're going to have a whole show where we numb ourselves. No, don't say oh, ourselves. I'm not it. doing it. <laughs> ourselves. I'm not numbing those. <laughs> <laughs> Numbing spray. Pegasus Pro Tattoo Ointment. There we go. Hypercool Freeze Cold Spray. Is that it? Yeah, but no. Oh, I'm totally... Yeah, I'm totally... No, this is like the beginning it? of Casualty. Oh, mate. Do it, Ian. Do it, Ian. Friday <laughs> show, we're going to be numbed up to the eyeballs. <laughs> well, there was this tattoo ointment. What does tattoo ointment... That just keeps it moist. Tattoo cream takes care of fresh right. tattoos. We don't want that. All right. I'm going to get... Uh, 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 here we go. Yeah, uh, Prontolind spray. Uh, oh, it's antibacterial cleaning. Biofreeze pain relief. Oh, we're gonna, we, Kath, we're gonna have a free show. No thanks. Yes. <laughs> Guess what else I got done last week as well? Oh God. Go well, on. a few weeks ago, I got a dermal piercing on my chest. She, what? No, I didn't hear what she said. A dermal piercing on her chest. I don't know what that means. Is that <laughs> one that keeps you warm? No. <laughs> That's one where it's just You're the awesome. surface of your skin, isn't it? It's yeah. You have to look it up, Ian. Naomi, Naomi, uh, Naomi excites me, but also, but more scares me. <laughs> she terrifies <laughs> me. Terrifying. Uh, Lino, who is a dirty pervert um, and is a listener to the show, sent us sent me and Catherine images that you can get hooks put into your back. Yeah. Yes. So, so that you can um, give yourself a skin corset. Yes. Would you do I'm that? Not I would do, but I'm not. They don't interest me. Oh, God. I'm considering getting my um, nipple, I genuinely want to get my nipple pierced. Catherine yeah. is really angry with me about it. She actually, she actually had a go at me the other day. I didn't have a go. Don't, I'm talking, don't interrupt. <laughs> I'm not interrupting, I'm contributing. Okay, go on then. I didn't have a go at him about it. I just think, um, I just think it's, uh, I just think it's going to look 
I just no. He can. You do you, Ben. My body, mate. I think. I think. Why get one done when you've got two nipples? You may as well get them both done. Oh, okay. You might as well pierce everything that sticks out. <laughs> 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 Brighten it up. Uh, <laughs> me, uh, I wish you the best. Will it be painful? It'll be painful, your your, your angel wing tattoo. But is it pa- is it just painful when they're doing it, or does it is it painful afterwards? It's just when the, the start off of it does hurt a little bit. Yeah. Just and, a little. And does it scab <laughs> over? The tattoo yeah. still scab? Oh, big it's back scab. Imagine the bit Imagine that pulling that off and chewing on it. A big you scab are, the oh, size yeah. of your back. Uh, <laughs> Thanks very much for your call, Naomi. She's she's going ooh and making disgusted noises to what I'm saying. Jeez. We got bo- boys and girls, get your Chris bingo cards ready. We've got Chris coming up in a bit. We got Alan, we got Stuart, we got Will. It looks like the phones are working, which is great news. Thank you to the engineering team. Um We'll speak to you again about quarter past eleven when it crashes again. Uh, 0344-499-1000. We've got a lot to talk about, including the answer phone messages you may or may not have left earlier on today. I've not checked. And we are looking. We do this every year. Every year is a complete and utter car crash. This year, I want it done properly. We are looking for a, uh, an apprentice correspondent for this show. So if you want to be considered as a candidate, you need to call us on 344 499 1,000. What? Why, why did you do it like that? That was weird. Oh, I like it. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Whoa. Hello there. Who, who, what? Oh, been followed by someone who, um, well, a, a, an organization that's got, um, a, a, What's it called? Uh, one of them things? The, Swastika. Well, it looks like a, it, it's been made to look a bit like one, yeah, so b- b- bye bye. Oh, I'd, when, I'd, I'd do that. I'd, did you ever do that, dear listener? Just block people. I'm not blocking, I'm just gonna block and unblock. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm not block. If, I'm, if I follow and I, if I'm followed and I'm looking at it, oh, I've just been followed. Sometimes I click on the bios of people that follow me or people that message me. Just, I'm bored. Uh, but if I see I'm followed, being followed by someone and it's like free Tommy and all of that, I just, nah, block. Bye bye. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't need to We have nothing to say. We don't need to hang out. Uh, let's go to Will. Good evening, Will. Hello, Ian. Hello, Will. All right, I'm mainly just trying to check your phones, but I heard you asking what that, um, um, instrument was, that percussion instrument. Yes. Right. I think it's a guiro. Guiro. Aha. I think you could be right. And I think I may just have ordered one from Amazon. Oh, I think I might have as well. <laughs> well, this now is my instrument. It's no, You wanted shakers. Go and get shakers. The guiro is my... You just buy yourself a guiro. No, I bought you one. Well, I bought one for me. Oh. <laughs> Shall I cancel mine? When is yours coming? Is yours Tomorrow. Coming? Well, I'll cancel mine then. But, but how did you know what to look up if you didn't know what it was called? I typed in scrapey wooden instrument. So did, <laughs> and so did I, but also Rhythmic Paul has tweeted us. <laughs> he stopped banging in the back room. <laughs> banging in the back room! I, uh, yeah, I, t- I did type in scrapey wooden instrument and that came up. That's how I did it. Uh, all right, well, that's very kind of you, Catherine. Is it, how how big is yours? Big enough, mate. Okay, well, I'll cancel mine then. But, uh, but And it's got a fish face on it. Okay, but it was my idea to buy it. Was it? I, yes. I see your uh, I see your guiros and I raise you a vibra slap. 
I see your vibro slap. I raise you a kabasa. Can we? Oh, yeah, Can we? I was going to say, can we start a band with only with instruments that you play with your hands? And then I realised, yeah, that's every band. (laughs) (laughs) That's every band that's ever existed. No, hang on. Can we start a band only with instruments that you bang? Uh, Oh, no, but then you won't be able to play because you're a scraper. (laughs) What a lady. Um, Well, how come you know so much about this? Uh, I'm a musician. Oh. Go on, play us a song. <laughs> I, got, I haven't got my keyboard next to me, but I, I can play keyboards in a reggae. Can you play, um, if you had your keyboards next to you, yeah. could you play... Doodle-loom, 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 that's just the way it is. Doodle-loom, doodle-loom, doodle-loom. Do you know that piano riff? Um, I, is that uh, Billy Joel? Or no. Who is that? I kind of just sang it to you pretty... I, I, know, I know the song... It's Bruce no. Hornsby. Yes, Bruce Hornsby no, and the rain. He's doing the wrong thing. That's, da, not, da, da, that's how it goes. Da, 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 da. That's how it goes. It doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. It goes like it doesn't. It goes like this. Hang on. I'll, I'll, da, 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 da. It does. It doesn't go like that. It, it actually like does. Da, no, not this bit. Oh. All right. Embarrassing. The bit, no, well, I'm doing. The, I'm talking about the bit that goes. You watch it. I'm talking about the bit that goes. This this. Just be quiet, will you? Actually, sounds get on my nerves. Piano players are very cocky. Right, this bit that comes up. This bit. This is the drum. This is my different song, then. No. This bit. That's what he was saying. No, that's the bit I was singing. No, you were going to Where's that bit then? It's coming up. Shush. Where? When? Stop interrupting. I'm not interrupting. I'm contributing. That's our favourite line from The Apprentice tonight. Here we go. Hang on. I don't want to sing. Bruce, I'm gonna be honest, Bruce Hornsby looks like a knob. What? Don't get nasty with Bruce because you got it wrong. Fucking come singing a dip. It goes that way. No, that's the way it is. Drummer looks like a sex offender. That bit. Can you play that bit? Um, yes, I'm sure I could. Okay well, that. okay, well, that's that answer. If anyone else thinks they can play that bit, give us a call and just let us know that you can. Don't want to hear it. Just like you to say that you can play it down the phone to us. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Are you now? When you say you're a musician, Will, yeah. are you in a band? Are you what, 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 what kind? What, what band are you in? I am in a reggae band. Okay, all right. And is it? You're not a famous reggae band, are you? No, no, um, we just do covers anyway, uh, we generally just covers, but we do pubs around the South London, Kent, around that area, it's Bromley, Yorkington, Surbiton, you know, around there. I want to be, uh, I want to be in a band, I want to be in a band, really, really, <laughs> really want to be in a band. Trouble is you don't like people. I do, well... I like I like music people because I communicate on the same level as those guys. We oh, like, what, like you just did there? I'll get lost. Um, <laughs> I don't like reggae people. I don't mean black people. You're not black, are you, Will? 
No, I'm not. Thank God for that. I don't mean it like that. I mean, black people can phone <laughs> in. No, what I'm saying is, black people are more than welcome to phone in. Oh, my God. I just don't, and when I say I don't like reggae people, I don't like, um, white reggaists, like, uh, like Will. I don't like Will. What I mean is, I like black people, I don't like Will. Will, never call this show ever again. Well, oh, that's that sorted. What a horrible racist. Did you hear what he had to say for himself? What's a horrible, horrible racist? I think we should probably take a break and everyone just cool out, okay? This is Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um... Um... Neil has done a joke which I think is racist, but I'm going to say it anyway because I will not be censored. Neil says he plays triangle in a reggae band. He stands at the back and tings. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, that's that was that was fun. <laughs> um. Oh my God. We need an apprentice correspondent, and we need it fast. Every year, every year, we the apprentice has started, and every year we get a correspondent to to keep us up to date. And every year it's a complete and utter disaster, and I do not understand why. Well, this year we have introduced the correspondent feature on the show. So we now have a working system for correspondents. We've got the Shawadi Wadi correspondent. We've got the Lighthouse correspondent. We've got Nelly phoning in for some old crap. But what we, we, we need an apprentice correspondent. Dant. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Oh, here's something I was going to... Here's something I've been thinking for ages, and I don't know how to do it, Catherine, and I'm not doing yeah. it now. I um, would like to be mm. under... The sea in an octopus's garden with you. Oh. Drown you. Uh, <gasps> apparently it's based on a true story, Octopus's Garden. Did you know this? No. Peter Sellers, Ringo Starr. Oh. We're on a yacht. And the captain of the yacht said, of course, you know, Monsieur Starr as Sellers, that the, the octopus creates a garden. He lives in a cave and he creates a garden. And he collects many beautiful, shiny things. Where was he from again? And the the sea. Many beautiful, shiny things. <laughs> and he makes a garden outside his cave. And Ringo went, boom. Oh, you know, Octopus's Garden. And, uh, and that's how that song came about. It's a true story. Peace and love, man. True story. Here's what I'd like to do, and this is a genuine thing. This is a genuine thing, right? And I'm trying to get out of my silly, sarcastic voice, because uh, I was going to do it all pompous, and I can't, I can't be... You know, I struggle to be genuine. Um... I want to mentor, like, two... Hello, I'm talking to you! Yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening! Look at me! What are you showing me that for? You just hit it! Didn't touch pen. it, didn't touch it. Which I think is actionable. Pen lid is not actionable, and that's what was tossed in your direction. Grazed my nipple. You should be grateful anybody's tossing anything in your direction these days. <gasps> oh, apologise now. Sam, I'm sorry you had to hear Mum and Dad arguing. <laughs> Here's what I'd like to do, and I don't quite know how to do it, and I want to do it separately from talk radio, is I want to work on a radio station that respects me. No jokes. I want to mentor, 
like two young people that want to work in radio. Mm. Like properly, this is a proper thing now. I want to mentor them, but I don't quite know what I mean by that. And I guess it would have to be people that are maybe sort of doing something in radio that, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, right? It just feels selfish, but then that imply, it implies a degree of arrogance. There's, there's no way of saying it without sounding arrogant, so I'm just going to say it. To just be doing this job, right, and be in a really privileged position and be doing this job for 20 years, pretty much, right, at some really big stations and some small stations and some highs and some lows and all of that, feels a little bit selfish to not um, give a hand to the people that are coming up behind us. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly. Do you know what I mean? And, and I don't mean in a, hey guys, I mean Lee of the radio and I know, it's just I've experienced quite a lot and I happen to be in a very fortunate position, we both are, that we're allowed to do what not many radio presenters are allowed to do. We're allowed to do pretty much whatever we want. Pretty much whatever we want. No, not many people get that freedom. And I've been sacked unfairly and I've walked out and I've acted like a dick in some places and I've acted like a hero in some places. I've got all this wealth of experience. It just seems selfish to keep it to myself and not share it with others that could perhaps learn from it. And I was just thinking, I've been thinking about this for ages, for like a year, maybe more than a year. And I was thinking about it today and I was thinking I could so easily have two young people that could like email me or phone me if they needed a little bit of advice or a tip or, or something that we could like maybe once every three or four weeks we could have like a little Skype chat and they could send me some stuff to listen to and I could give my opinion. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But I just don't want any of the idiots that listen to this. <laughs> 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 I don't know, I don't quite know how to take it to the next... I've offered that in the past, because, you know, we've done... I wasn't interested, Catherine. I think I'm doing very well on my own, thanks. You. But, um, you know, because I get asked to do talks now yeah. and again at universities Well, we've both stuff. done talks at yeah, schools and unis, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've both got quite... Everyone who works in radio has got a unique perspective, because everyone got here a different yeah, way. Yeah. And the number of times I've said, you know, if there's anything you wanted to ask away from here, because sometimes people don't want to ask in a cr crowded classroom. Some people don't want to ask because, you know, they don't want to be that guy who slows everyone down at the end of a, a day or whatever. Um, I, never, I never get anyone. No. Maybe I've had one person. Um, I do it for free, obviously. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. So I'm, I, I guess it's sharing the experience and sharing the, the, the knowledge. Because yeah. otherwise, one day I'm going to be dead and this knowledge, whatever use it is, will be gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I don't, okay, here's what I'm trying to ask. I knew there was a point. Does anybody, is anybody listening who mentors or who has been mentored at some point, how do you go about doing it? Because I'm very wary of going on Twitter and going, hey guys, I'm looking for two young people uh, to mentor. Because I can't, pro I'm not promising a job, I'm not offering a job. Sure, they could come and sit in maybe once every month or something, once every couple of months. Um, uh, you know, I'm not offering a job. And also, if I go onto Twitter, suddenly it becomes like a competition and, you know, but people go, oh, me, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love to. And also, then what we get is people that don't listen. Yeah, yeah, God, the people And don't that pretend to listen when they come in. So, what I'm trying to ask dear listener is, have you ever mentored? Have you ever been mentored? How did it work? Did it help? Was it, was it a waste of time? Did it help? Um, and that's, 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 uh, all we've got. It's getting very dry in here, Kath. Mm. Very, very dry. Let's get Ren on the line. Good evening, Ren. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm very well, well Ren. Right, How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Well, I'm I'm good. I was listening to what you were saying before and, oh, God, lots of interesting things to say. Okay. I think the first thing I would say is that the guy, a little bit while ago, he said he tried to commit suicide. Yep. Um, I think you've been maybe a little bit like that yourself. 
And I certainly have. I've tried to commit suicide three times in ten years. Aye, aye, aye. Well, again, I'm glad took, you're, uh, I'm glad you're alive. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was, I took two lethal overdoses and I don't, I don't really know how I'm, how I'm alive, but I, but I'm obviously here. And I was going to say something else about why people commit suicide, but then I was equally struck just listening to you as I was waiting to come on to, you know, just think about the concept of mentoring. Yeah. So important. I, I've mentored people and I've been mentored. And it's a, it's a very funny thing. The right people come to you either way, either way into the spectrum. And you don't know when it happens until it hits you. Right. And then it suddenly it's become very important. Um, certainly one of the biggest mentors in my life was one who, who was my physics teacher mentor, which is when I was becoming an A-level physics teacher and oh. he was mentoring me. Yeah. And I think about him so much. And he literally, he's one of those great people who, he's not hanger on, he just literally, when he retired, he drifted away and I've lost touch. But he was amazing. You know, he was amazing. He took me under his wing. I didn't ask for it. Yeah. And equally, when I've took people under my wing, I've never really asked for it. They've just presented themselves at that right point in time. But I just want to say today that I was trying to help a woman today on Facebook. And she's got um, an aspergic son and a partner's aspergic and... Or or she's aspergic and he's got ASD. And the more I was going into that conversation, the more I realised that she's actually quite an abusive person. Oh. And she was trying to goad me into saying, you're abusive. And I'm not, I'm not going to fall for that shit. Um, she then basically accused me of being a liar about being a writer. And then she cyberstalked me today. Basically, what does, you know, that, what does that mean? Cyberstalked you today? What does, I don't know. Well, on my Facebook profile, I've got my real name and a fake name yeah. because I've been stalked before myself. Yeah. But when I write and I publish, I publish under another name. Okay. For the obvious reason. Mm-hmm. So she just took it off herself to go and stalk me over the net and then try to talk me about it. What do you mean stalk? I don't know what you mean by stalking you over the net. What does stalking mean to you in, in, in that instance? Yeah, that's a good point. Essentially, she was saying that I wasn't a writer, that I wasn't published, that I hadn't been contributing to people. Is that stalking? Is, would that class as stalking? That surely just classes as being an arsehole, doesn't it? It is being an arsehole. What it comes to being a, a stalker is when you come back and you start taunting people over it. And I don't think she's actually found anything because I'm very clever about the way that I conduct those two profiles. Yes. She's just she's just creating messy business, and and it's not nice. And and I really, really just go back to the suicide point. I really think that you know, pretty much all suicides are because somebody has been abused by somebody who's got narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, no, oh, I and think I know that's, that's dark. Oh, I think I that's... A, we're going dark, honey. No, no, we're not I'm going dark. I think... In a minute. Ren, listen, I think that's... Okay. I think that's a very broad generalisation, and I, I, okay. I don't think that most people have tried to commit suicide because of that. Certainly some, yeah, sure. But I don't think... You, there, there are an infinite number of reasons why people do and why people try to well, commit suicide. And that may be... Okay. That may be that may be your experience, but I, I, I think that's um, I think that's slightly dangerous to say that the, the majority of, of, of people who okay. try and commit well, suicide have been through that. Let, let's put it this way. 
Why would a completely normal no, 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 I'm not gonna have, don't, don't, no, 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 no. Okay. Don't, don't, don't try and prove me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm st staying solid right, on this. Okay. I'm staying solid on this. I know for a fact that's not why I tried to commit suicide. I, I didn't try. Uh, that's not why I, uh, 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 had suicidal idealization. Then, then I'll put it to you that why did, if you can share it, why, why did you? Not for the reasons that you stated. Okay. I, I, I still, I mean, my, position where I won't be dissuaded from it was I do think that a lot of people just get so hurt by life, so ground down by abuse, so... No, that some people may do, okay. listen, I'm not arguing, that's your experience, that's fine. That's but, fine, yeah, but, I agree but, with that, that too. But, that is, but, but to say that the majority of suicides, or people who fantasise or try and commit suicide, is because of that, I think is really unfair, actually. I think it's really unfair, I, I think just, it's really dangerous. Can I just say something? Do you understand how many people have got MPD in this country? That's irrelevant to what we're talking about. No, it is very, very relevant. No, it's irrelevant to the numbers. statement, it's irrelevant to the statement you just made. But it is, if you understand how many people it is, it's around about 17%. Okay, but it's irrelevant to the statement you just made about suicide. But then I could also switch back on you and say that you might be in the minority and I might be in the majority, and who can say any different? See, this is the point. Why this is it so trick. important for you to be right on this? It's not. It's, well, I then, then, to... then accept, accept that you might be wrong. I might be wrong. There we go. What I want to understand Now accept that truth. you might be wrong in a slightly less aggressive manner. I'm not being aggressive. You are a little bit. Not really. I'm being straight. I'm just saying, this is the way that straight. I see it. I can be persuaded, but what I've seen, and I'm not just talking about my own personal experience, what I do is I counsel other women and other men Gosh. who have been through this, who have been through very, very serious... But I'm not denying that violence. that's an issue. I'm not denying that's an issue. Okay. I'm saying that you, you, that you, well, I mean, you can say it, but I, that I believe it to be factually incorrect and damaging to say that the majority of people who have tried to commit suicide or who have fantasized about committing suicide are doing it for the reason that you stated. That's all I'm saying. And I would say it's very damaging for you to say that it's the obverse of that. I didn't say it was the obverse of that. Yeah, you are. You're saying that your view is right and mine is wrong. I'm what saying you're saying? wrong. I, okay, okay, Ren. I'm, I'm, okay, if you, if you, if you want to, I don't quite know why you want to have an argument about this. But I'm not. Well, you are. You're, you're not you. listening. You're getting louder and louder and more aggressive. I'm uh, not getting aggressive. You are, with Ren. You are. You are. Um. I, 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 okay. I'm. I'm saying that you're wrong. I'll say it. I'll call it. I'll say it. I think you're wrong. I think what you're saying is actually is demeaning to um people and i think okay. you cannot you cannot expect okay you, can i ask you a you question can, then? you can let me finish my, you can let me finish my sentence and you can okay, respond sorry. to it you can let me finish my sentence sure. then you can respond to it and then you can ask me the question you cannot say you cannot just extrapolate that your experience which you, it's interesting you've mentioned it several times now that your experience is the reason why the majority of people want to kill themselves. It seems that you're, I, you're, it seems that you're focusing on one thing when there are an infinite number of reasons. I don't really know where to go from this because we're, we're actually arguing the same point, but no, from... we're not, we're not. You could respond, you could respond to, to, you could respond to what I said. Okay, so my question to you is... No, why you don't do respond, you don't respond with a question. You can respond to it and then you can no, ask me a question. this is my question. Please, you can, please you can let me ask my question. You can respond to my point and then you can ask me a question. 
No, I'm asking you a question now. Well, Why no, 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 no. You can respond to my point in a calm fashion, and then you can ask me a question. What was the point what? I made? All right. No, I'm actually not sure now what your point is that you made. Because you're not listening, Ren. You're not listening. I am listening. Well, you, what was the point I made? No, you're running circles, and that's not cool. But, well, I'm not running circles. I made a point, a very important point, that I asked you to listen to, and you can't repeat it back to me. Right, so repeat it down to me, and I'm I not going to. You. I'm not going to. What question would you like to ask, and I will make sure I listen. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And we can, we know. can, we can quit the passive-aggressive tone, please. We're not being cut. No, are, we're not. You're Honest, being quite I'm rude, Ren. You're being quite rude. I'm really not. Okay. Well, one of us is getting angry, and the other one is getting calmer. I'm not getting angry. What was your question? Why do you think? My question is to you, honestly. <clears throat> why do you think the majority of people commit suicide in this country? We're only. What's on, your opinion? We're only on until one o'clock in the morning. But I have just asked you a question now, so... Yeah, and I'm saying, we're only on until one o'clock in the morning. Do you understand the answer? I know it's diverse. I know it's multifaceted. I know we live in a very difficult society. Really difficult. But, I mean, I'm 44, and I've never understood... We're in a, we're in a situation where I, I can't understand. I see daily headlines in the newspaper where women are being kept in armchairs and the husband is feeding them. David, the, the where is where is that story? With, with respect, where is that story Liverpool today? Echo. today? Liverpool Echo. Today. The trial's going on. Well, then we can't talk about a trial. Uh, where, for obvious reasons. So, so, I so, know. So, well, you brought it up. So, daily you're seeing stories about that, are you? Because I'm missing about, them. I'm missing them. Or is it just that about one story? Silence about women being battered with No, you said about bars. women being tied to chairs and things. No, no, that that was a specific. That's unusual. Well, that really well, got you me. You said you're seeing daily. You're seeing stories about that. When we're talking about something like this, we have to have precision. I have precision. You didn't in that statement. I said, okay, right. That that's a very specific case ongoing in the Liverpool Well, then let's not even talk, let's not even go there. What else? Would you no, like to let's say? not. But I am seeing people who have been convicted of extreme domestic violence yeah, it against other people. It happens and but it's it, awful. What's the relevance to this? The relevance is this, is that when you put people into extreme domestic violence and domestic abuse, then one of the options is either they're going to be get beaten, beaten to death, or they'll probably try to kill themselves. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't quite see the relevance to the majority of people committing suicide, the reason being that they're involved in a relationship with a narcissist. Then I don't really think we can go any further with this conversation. You're saying that the, you're saying that the majority of are you saying that the majority of people who want to commit suicide are, are, are only people? I don't mean only in a dismissive way, but okay. are, are only people that are involved in abusive relationships. I think you can define abusive relationships by very very bad friendships, very 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 bad intimate relationships, and of course what has happened to you in your family. Background. Well, I can tell you the reasons I wanted to commit suicide were, no okay. were nothing to do with that, and and so are the majority of the people that I've spoken to. I've also spoken to a people, a lot of people, and they are absolutely spoken to at them the end of their or, or had a conversation with them. Oh, I've got a woman that I'm speaking to at the moment who I'm trying to counsel her to get out of that relationship because she's in great danger. Okay, again, you didn't answer the question. You ignored the question. I, I, 
I don't understand. Because well, you're not listening, Ren, with respect, you're not I listening. I am listening well, to then you. Well, why didn't you respond to the question? Why did you tell me that instead of responding to the question? I am trying to talk to you about domestic violence and domestic abuse and how it's... Ah, well, that's the, like first time, that's the first time you've told me that's what we're talking... I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about suicide. We are, because what my father and my intimate partner did to me drove me to suicide. And finally we get to, we get to the nub of it. Thank you for sharing that. That's... Not fair what you've just done, Ian, and I thought you were a good bloke as well. What have I done that's not fair? I think what you've not done is fair is you've not entered into this conversation in the in the spirit that I entered into it when I wanted to talk I, to you. I, I entered the conversation in my spirit. I, I, I've listened and I've responded. Really okay. grateful that you've shared uh, what you've shared and we finally got to what the point of this is. If you're unhappy uh, with, with that... Um, I think maybe you need to consider why you're unhappy with that and consider oh, your well, role in look, it. I'm, I'm not unhappy about it. What I want to do is I want to have a discourse, an intelligent adult conversation about and arguing exactly the facts rather than arguing the people. Well, that's I'm trying exact, to. That's exactly what we, I've tried to do. Good. So... You've got your position where you don't believe that is true. I've got my position where what, I don't believe that is true. Can you remind okay? me what I don't believe is true? Because I think you've misunderstood. No, I don't. What, what, we, what we're basically saying what, is... What, have I, what have I said? Please let me speak. Well, no, I've let, you speak, I've let you speak quite a lot. You've just made a statement. There's something that I don't believe is true. What is that thing, please? Right. The thing is, is that I believe very, very clearly that pretty much all of suicide are due because somebody has been abused. Okay. okay. And with respect, I, I'm, I, with respect, I'm calling yeah. that out as bollocks. Then that's your opinion. I've got my opinion. Therefore, we are a we're a stalemate and an impasse. We're not a stalemate because I, I, I yes, suspect. Yes, we are. Well, if, if you listen, I suspect that my view is is backed up by facts and statistics as opposed to just opinion. I think you've got to really look at the amount of male suicides that are happening in this country. Yeah, it's one every and two hours. Sorry? It's one every two hours. It's frightening. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's shocking. Yes. And I think there are very, very good reasons for that. And they are? Because males are not allowed to show their emotions in society. What's that got to do with narcissism? It's because those particular males will have been of a strongly empathic nature, will have been targeted by people who are of a narcissistic nature... And therefore, they don't have the natural outlets that females do. Now, I, I, I'm obviously not a bloke, and I, and I can't know what it's like in male friendship groups. But I strongly suspect that they, they don't feel that they can talk about their feelings and how... But that doesn't necessarily mean... That doesn't necessarily mean they can't... Talk, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't talk about stuff because they've been involved with a narcissist. No, it means that they're not... It's almost society itself can't let them talk. Because so society is narcissistic, is that what you're saying? I am not saying that. Please do not put words I in I am trying that. to work out what you're saying because we're running out of time and you're being very unclear. I'm trying to work out the correlation between the huge numbers of, of men taking their own lives and yeah. your point about um, that the majority of suicides are down to people in narcissistic relationships. The point is, what I'm trying to say, is that if society only understood 
how many narcissistic people are actually running around out there creating chaos, mayhem and havoc. And not only that, not only the danger that they're creating in that people's head, the cost to society. The cost. Could you just, I'm just going to ask you to focus. You just talked about men, one man mm-hmm. kills himself every two hours. I think I've got that right. That does sound quite quite high, but maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, I was being modest. I actually do know it's right. Okay, fair enough. I'll um, accept that. But I'm trying to trying to understand how that ties in with the point you made that the majority of suicides are people who are in or who have been in narcissistic relationships. I think because when you're in a relationship like that the damage it can do to the brain, to the Yes, but, 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 but where is the evidence that these men are in, have been in narcissistic relationships? You said they can't right. show their emotions, so yes. how do you know they've been in narcissistic relationships to put them in that position? Good point. That I'm is full of why... Them. I'm full we, of them. Could you answer the question? I know you are. You're very good. That, that is why we can't conquer the big spectre of domestic abuse and violence in this country. Okay, you're going off on a tangent here that doesn't actually I'm not. make it. I've asked you a really specific question, Ren. And I've given you a very specific answer. You give me a specific answer to a very different question. You wanted me to answer the question that you want me to answer the question that you want in the way that you want. No, I want you to, answer the, qu- to, I want answer, you to answer the question in, in, that I'm asking. That's all I and want. I've already answered it. I've already answered it in many, many times. Could you tell me what was the question, Ren? We've talked about many questions. The very last question that I asked you that you claim to have answered, I don't think you know it because here's the thing. I don't think you listen. I'm so glad you're alive, right? I'm so glad you're alive. Um, I think what you are saying, though, is you are taking your own personal experience and you are extrapolating it no, no, to no, everybody. No, That's not. what we tend to do. And I'm afraid no, what you're saying, no, you haven't listened to any of the questions I've asked. Have you, you been raped, Ian? Sorry? Have you been raped? I've been sexually abused, yeah. I have no idea what re- what relevance that has to, the que- to, to this conversation. And I think it's pretty outrageous that you would ask that. If I'm completely honest, I'm actually offended that you would ask that. Why would you be offended? Because what has my sexual abuse history got to do with you and got to do with this conversation? Because it's got everything to do with no, it. No, it hasn't. It hasn't, Ren. It hasn't got anything to do with you. Um, uh, how dare you? I'm rattling you now. How dare you? How do- are you what? You what? You are rattled. No, 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 I'm upset that someone could be so incensed, someone who claims to, to help victims of abuse. Oh, I do, throw, all the time. Could throw, the, could throw a, a rape on the table in the middle of a conversation. I think that what you're doing is dangerous. But Ian, the fact is I think that what I you're doing, you talk about Ian. narcissism, you're displaying, you're using quite a few narcissistic techniques how dare you ask me if i've been raped because you wanted the answer to be no you wanted the answer to be no because then you could prove your point but unfortunately the answer is yeah yeah i was forced to to suck old men's dicks when i was a teenager how does that help this conversation i've been raped i don't care i'm really sorry that you have but it's irrelevant to this conversation and your point is what Ian? The point is, thanks very much for your call, Ren. Have a good evening. Have a good evening, Ren.
There we go. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hello, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyles. You know, conversations get very fresh and very fruity and a little bit uh, argumentative time. I just want to clarify one thing I said in that. One thing I said in that. Uh, when that last caller said uh, that she had been raped, I replied with, I don't care. Let me just clarify that it's not in any way to belittle or look down on anybody, women or men, who have been sexually abused or raped. If you listen to the show, you know that is not the thing at all. I just want to clarify. When I said I don't care, it's a very clunky and uh, uh, uncomfortable way of saying in the context of this conversation, that is irrelevant. That is what I was trying to say. So if anybody was upset, including the caller, by what sounded like a very dismissive uh, attitude towards sexual abuse and rape, uh, then I am, I can understand exactly why you got that. It was worded terribly on my part. And if I could go back and change anything, I would change that. So I am very, very sorry. as one of you can ring through at a time. Now, I've got five lines uh, lined up. A lot of these people have been waiting for ages. Haven't you, Alan? Yes, I have. Uh, 
he sounded heartbroken. So we're going to get we're going to get through. Uh, Alan, Pete, Sean, and Chris and Kadir, we will get to your promise. But the phones are kind of working. What that means is that one of you can ring through at a time. So if you're ringing through and you're getting the hold music, I would say for like more than a minute, it means. Let's say more than 90 seconds, because sometimes it takes a while for Sam to answer the calls and then call the other person back. But if you're getting the hold music for sort of 90 seconds or more, you're probably not showing up on our switchboard. Our team of engineers have discovered that there is a very bizarre problem. I've got five calls racked up, so we can rack the calls up. But we've only got one line that rings at a time. So if you're on hold for more than 90 seconds, you've probably not clicked through to the system. Put the phone down, ring again, and odds are you'll get through. Is that about right, Sam? I've got it about right. Thank you. Alan Kadic! Hiya, boss. Who loves you pretty, Alan? Who's gonna help you through the night? Obviously not Peter Sissons, because he died today. Sorry, who? Peter Sissons. Former BBC ITN and Channel 4 nude reader. Peter Sissons? Has died. What? When did he die? Today. Yeah. Oh, mm. When today? This morning. Why did no one tell me? He was 77. Peter Sissons was not 70. Peter, hang on, Peter, am I think, thinking of the right guy? Peter Sissons. Former host of Christian Time. He was but, 77? Yeah. Flipping heck. You know, you know, there's a great picture... Uh, oh, I wonder why this picture was online of three kids, right? Three kids, an old black and white picture. One of them was Peter Sissons, one is Jimmy Tarbuck, and one is John Lennon. All his kids went to the same school. All from Liverpool. Well, (laughs) yeah, it was a big city. They came, they went to the same school. Wow! Wow! I did not know Sissons had died. Well, that's, sh- that's a shame. Who's and, the, who's and he was the first news reader on Channel 4 News on the launch of Channel 4. Uh, that was, no, you're thinking of Countdown. Who? No, yeah. Peter Sissons hosted um, the first Channel 4 News. No, you're thinking of Carol Vorderman. No, uh, no, the old, the old thing is Richard Whiteley, who was the first basic exactly. Canada. you're thinking so of Richard Whiteley. Peter Sissons read the first news on Channel 4. Yeah, you're thinking of, um, Susie Dent. Now. No, Okay, well, then you're uh, thinking of the guy from The Apprentice who look, looks like my ex-father-in-law. Now... Talking of, talking of The Apprentice, I hear you want a correspondent. I do want... I do want a, uh, a an apprentice correspondent. Do you know anybody? I wouldn't put myself in a position, but I need to catch up on the iPlayer with the first episode. So you've not... Hang on a minute. Hang on a, Let me get this right. You're putting yourself forward as the apprentice correspondent, and you haven't seen the apprentice. Thanks for your call, Alan. Thanks for your call. My God, my, my God, Miss Jones. My God, yeah, Miss Jones. My God, Miss Jones. Yeah. Thank you so much for your help today. It's appreciated, genuinely. Thank you, thank you. Whenever I'm having a go, it's never at you. I'm talking to the engineers. It's at this crappy system and the people that won't put money in it. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The the engineers through there wiping the sweat and the oil off their foreheads. They had to climb into the bowels of Rupert Murdoch to try and get this phone system to work. Um, Pete! Oh, hey, guys. Hey, it's Pete! What was that hey, bit of music you, you were singing there, Pete? Ah, uh, that was the theme tune to The Apprentice, which of course they don't use on the first episode of The Apprentice. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that a truth? Is that a true fact? 
Every year, yeah, they don't use it. They use the whole kind of montage of Alan Sugar, blah, blah, yeah. Did you see one of the guys wanting to... What did they call the teams today? One of the guys wanted to call it Shamstrad or something, didn't he? Uh, no, he wanted... Yeah, he, he wants to call his business if he goes into partnership with Lord Sugar. Wants to call it Shamstrad. You might as well call it Shitstrad or Dickstraddle or something. It's quite... An offensive... I, I mean, how he thought that was going to wash in the boardroom, I don't know. Although, if anyone ever bought uh, an Amstrad um, uh, stereo system in the 80s, they were crap. <laughs> the the Amstrad 464 made... computer was great, but the stereos were awful. See, I, I was a specky kid all the way, although that was also sugar, wasn't it? It's, yeah. Well, he took over in the end. Specky, just for those... He means spectrum. He doesn't mean spectacles, guys, all right? So, <laughs> although... Um, Pete, I'm liking your style, mate. I'm liking your style. Are, are you saying you want to be the Apprentice Correspondent? Oh, go on, then. Yeah. I'm not offering it to you. I, I mean, yes, I, that is exactly why I've been on okay, the Yeah. we have got some questions for you. Question number one, sure. and Catherine's coming here, because to be honest, I can't make the decision she's the boss. <laughs> Question number one, we got, um, Catherine, you may have missed, Alan Caddick wanted to be the Apprentice Correspondent. Oh. Well... He hadn't seen tonight's episode. Oh. We've got um, Doctor Who Bumlick Pete. Oh, yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to? And he's already given us some impressive apprentice facts. Give Kath the appre impressive apprentice facts. Uh, yeah, they, they never play the um, the Tchaikovsky music, the Romeo and Juliet, at the start of the first episode. Oh, interesting. Um, if you were to be... <laughs> I told you, mate, she's the boss when it comes to this. It's nothing yep. to do with me. If you were to be um, project manager on this one, um, Pete, what would yep. you be calling your team? That's how I'm going to decide this one. Okay. I mean, this is, this is a tough one. I, I feel... I, I think I'd call it... Team Donkey Gus. Thanks very much for your time. No, we'll be in touch. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I want to ask Pete. I like Pete. I like Pete's It needs to be something like vengeance or like... Okay, Pete, um, I've got three questions for you, right? You get all th <laughs> probe. All, all three questions right, and you... Sean, did, hang on. Let me just... Did, 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 was Sean up for this as well? Hang on. Sh uh, oh, God, hang on. Oh, God, what have I done? I keep opening windows. Oh, I can't... Hang on a minute. Oh, God, what's going on? Why can't I... There we go. Sean... Oh, I nearly... <laughs> Please don't. Sean, have you called in to be the apprentice correspondent? No, no, no. Okay, no. good. Stay there. Right, you've got three questions, Pete. Question number yeah, one. I'm going to go for team, team Surefire, by the way. Team Surefire. I like, I like, okay. I like this kid. I mean, usually they go for a one word. I like this kid. He's but that boss. one word. Surefire is one word. Isn't it hyphenated? No. No. Is it uh, Surefire? Also, also I, would say, I would say hyphenated word was one word. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I studied English language. Did you? Well. Were you paying attention? I read a book. <laughs> uh, here are these three questions, Pete. Got to get these right. Yep. And you can be the apprentice correspondent. Oh, you're making that okay. decision, are you? We... <laughs> Question one. <clears throat> In tonight's episode of The Apprentice... Yes. What did the... Bur Excuse me. What did the women... <gasps> call their team? That is a good question. Should be quite an easy one, mate. He's Googling. I, uh, yeah, I, I can't. I, I I can't remember what they called their teams. I, it's it's overwhelming at this point because there's so many of them. I do know. I, I do. You know. I, I learned a few of the names tonight. Lottie Lion stood out for me. Okay. Question number two. 
you got to get it's five questions. You got to get three right. <laughs> Question number two: Which one of the female apprentices did me and Kath fancy the most? Mm-hmm. Don't need to know her name. A description would do. I mean, I, I'm still going to go with Lottie Lyon and not just because she's the only one whose name I've learned. You've got to get the next three questions right. It was the J-Lo lookalike. Yeah. Oh. Question number three. How many of the big five wild animals did the gentleman's team spot? Didn't they get all five in the end? Thanks very much for your call, Pete. They got three. Time wasters. Did they? Well, hang on a minute. We've not seen the last ten minutes. The last one we saw was the elephants, and then they went and did rock painting. Oh, no, that, that, that was the last one. Pete, thanks very much for your call. Oh, t- what an absolute chancer. What a chancer. Alan Caddick's not seen it. He's got facts from old past series, but not from <laughs> present series. It's as if they're not taking this role as seriously as it deserves Ooh, to be. Mama, play it all around. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Jacques Commando. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We've had it all uh, tonight, all the emotions. Tracy makes an interesting point. Tracy, thank you. And I've just looked at your bio and um, and uh, I I, I totally get why you're saying this. So Tracy says, I agree the attitude of the caller was more offensive than your words. And I've apologised for my words. They They were out of order. Uh, please can I ask you one small request? Can you refrain from using the word commit when discussing suicide as it hurts? Thanks. And I've looked at Tracy's bio, bio, biog, bio. And I, and she's suffered the loss of someone taking their own, um, uh, their own lives. Um, yeah, I'll bear it in mind. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that with me. It's kind of ingrained in me. I, 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 it's commit, isn't it? Because partly because it, it's, it was, it is, I don't know if it still is a criminal offense. Um, and it's a sin and you know, all of that nonsense. Um, uh, I will certainly bear it in mind. It's such, it's so ingrained in me as a phrase that I probably will not get it right every time. But do you know what? I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I, I'm really sorry for your loss. Um, and I will certainly, I will, I will do my best and I apologize in advance when I get it wrong, which I will do. Um, so there. Uh, Greg says, if anyone is desperate to be a correspondent, I'm very willing to give up the shawaddy waddy one. Oh, Greg, we couldn't allow that, no, mate. too kind. He does it so well. He loves that job. He's the best. He does love it. He's b- very modest. Very modest is our Greg. You keep that, buddy. Passionate. Very kind of you. If you see him in the street, you can ask him anything about Shawadi Wadi, and he's on it because um, Shawadi Wadi never sleeps. No, Pete is Pete. We just we just had to cut off there because of his disrespect to the, towards the listeners. I'll be honest, I was busy making funny comments in a chat room and hadn't anticipated you'd be trying for a correspondent again after previous years. Also, wasn't even watching it. I'm an experienced and accomplished watcher and note taker when there's analysis to be done. I tell you what, Pete. A few people saying, actually, they didn't come up with team names this week. Well, that was the correct answer. Exactly. It was a trick question. I've discovered in retrospect. Tell you what, Pete, next week, give us a call. We'll try again next week. I seem to remember the last few times it's taken four, five, six, sometimes ten weeks. I mean, we chose someone and they never rang up, so... uh, Pete, give us a call next week after next week's Apprentice and we will discuss it. But if anyone wants to challenge for that, you know, I have quite a large say in who gets chosen. and. If you were to come up with a suitably apprentice-like team name, that would be very, very strong. There we go. That seems to me. be your thing. I love it. That seems to be the your The team bag. names are just, I love it. 
because they'll choose something ridiculous. You know, it'd be Team like one true voice. Probe. <laughs> Oh, my face. Vengeance. Oh. <laughs> Vitriol. Oh. Oh. Uh, Miss Jones. Thrust. Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Miss Riggs be getting blown off. Okay. 0344 499 Miss Jones. It's not even Miss Jones doing Ms. it. Miss Jones wasn't interested. No, exactly. Jones. Exactly. Um, Sean. <laughs> I love your impressions, you're brilliant. Yeah, they are brilliant, of people that no uh, one's heard of in the last 60 years. Sean, you've waited ages. Thank you, for your, thank you for your patience, brother. What you got for us? Oh, not a problem, mate. I'm a big fan. Listen, I've been listening for absolutely years and years, right? Both of you. But? Big fans. <laughs> but? <laughs> but, I wrote a monologue because I was worried about you. Oh. Listen, don't interrupt, please, mate. Okay, do you want any particular kind of music in the background? Um, something poppy. Something, um, okay, hang on a second, let's see what we can get. By the way, Peter Sissons is dead, Kath. I know, uh, Alan, Alan told us. Yeah. Um, hang on, hang on a second, okay, good, we'll exclude you from the inquiries. Um, you want, okay, uh, I'm about to do a very funny joke here. Can't wait. You're, you're, everyone's going to laugh at this funny joke, okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the answer, it here it is. He asked for something puppy, right? Hey! Oh. Hey! Boys are back in town! The boys are back in town! 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 Okay, just, just do your piece, Sean. I won't open with that, mate. Right, uh, listen. Last night, you talked about leaving. Yeah. You know you did. No, I said, I, I, wasn't, I, was, I, said I was going to take tonight off. I was at home. I said to the radio, I said I can't let you go. Okay. And I know what you're thinking, but it's not just an emotional feeling. I need you, Ian. <laughs> I need you body <laughs> and soul. You can have it. Give me one good reason to leave me. Go on. <laughs> there you. <laughs> Go on. Oh, yeah. I'll give you ten good reasons to stay, This mate. is what the Remainers should have used as their theme tune. Ian, you're the only one I believe in, mate. Thank you, Don. Duncan. I mean, Sean. Um, Boris Johnson quoted, talked about Jason Donovan in his speech today. Did you hear? Yeah, he did. He said, at least if I can find Are you talking about kangaroos testicles? Don't Google it. Don't, don't Google it, because I want to see if I can find the, the, the clip. Um, uh, Boris Johnson. Mm, 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 mm. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, uh, where, where is it? It might be on the old uh, Twitter-only. Where is it? Where's, where's Twitter again? Uh, let's try if I go... Boris Johnson, because Jason Donovan was tweet was um, trending. I was thinking, well, what is that? Um, what is that all about? And it was here we go, here we go. This is it. Oh no, that's the Beatles. The Beatles Barkers, by the way. I thought that was very quick of me. I thought that was very very quick. Um, trust me, it'll be worth it. Here we go. It is. Here. Actually, in the last few months, I've 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 seen an Isle of Wight shipbuilder that. Oh, for God's sakes, play. Free trade deals. Uh, we already have some astonishing exports, as I never tire of exports. telling you. Uh, just in the, actually, in the last few months, I've, I've, I've seen an Isle of Wight shipbuilder that exports vast aluminium leisure catamarans to Mexico. We export Jason Donovan CDs to North Korea, would you believe it? This is him saying why Brexit is going to be good. Let's just go through that one more time. And I know we don't do the B word, but... 
And yes, we will have those free trade deals. Uh, we already have some astonishing exports, as I never tire of telling you. Uh, just in the, actually, in the last few months, I've, I've, I've seen an Isle of Wight shipbuilder that exports vast aluminium leisure catamarans to Mexico. We export Jason Donovan CDs to North Korea, would you believe it? I hate to say this, but if we're relying on exporting Jason Donovan CDs, I think we might be in trouble. I mean, 20 years ago, maybe. Oh. <laughs> what is that about? Uh, let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Thank you for your patience. You're welcome. What can we do for you tonight, Chris? Oh. No, I, I've been listening to that song you play on the... Oh. I, 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 I discovered it. What song's that? Pete Rodriguez. Oh. Oh, oh I spotted it. Yes. I did. Yes, you did. Hi. Oh dear. You've got a bit of a rattly, a rattly chest there, Chris. Oh God, it's disgusting. It's like a coffin being opened. <laughs> Can you have a cough? Have a cough. You're a bit creaky. Does it? Yeah. You're not the first person to tell me that, Catherine. Yeah, you've got a creaky chest. I know. No, I don't. Well, you do. We I'm saying it. it with love and, and concern. Oh, oh, peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> After <laughs> October the 20th, Chris will not be breathing. Have a cough! <laughs> okay. Did you get? I, I okay. felt sorry for that woman. Okay, well, let's not, yeah. talk, let's not talk about that, Chris. What, what have you called I know. in for? Well, um, I like to listen to your show. Yeah. Okay. And I, I like to... Don't have that piercing thing done. Don't do it. Oh, he's worried about your nipple. Uh, I, I, I think you, you're going for a mid, middle-aged, what, what do they call it? Middle-aged spasm. Is that it? No. Middle-aged. Come on, help me, Catherine. M middle-aged. Spasm. Spread. Mm? Pardon? Mm? Is it? No, it is. Oh, I got a terrible memory. I'm sure I got dementia kicking in. I think you're reaching for midlife crisis. That's why he's going through a middle-age crisis. I don't, don't do it! <laughs> right, you know, midlife crisis, is it a bad thing, or is it just about people suddenly being free to explore their lives? Well... And treat themselves. Maybe you, you before know they I had money do? spent on children and stuff, and now they don't have to. <laughs> it's not. What I'm saying I, is it's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? I... <laughs> I spend all my money on my bleeding niece. Why, what's wrong with your knees? You get, what, pads? Stop, be, stop being obtuse now. Oh. As you told. Stop being convex. <laughs> okay. I, well, I, I didn't understand the word you, you said earlier. Okay, well, thanks for your call, Chris. I appreciate it. I had no idea what's going on there. Let's go to Crawford. Good evening, Crawford. Good evening, how are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. But what have you got for us? Well, I would like to ask you if you have got any idea what Operation Zulu was at the weekend in London. Operation Zero at the weekend? Zulu. Zulu. Operation Zulu? Yes. Was it where loads of dads made their kids watch that really boring film and tell them they should enjoy it and it's great? No, sir. It was when approximately 10,000 British 
ex-troops, veterans, motorcyclists conveyed in London and brought it to a standstill, but none of the radio stations, none of the TV gave it any coverage whatsoever. And my question is why... Well, what were they doing it for? Well, they were doing it to protest about the British soldiers which are getting persecuted and prosecuted. Well, I don't... Well, you're kind of asking the wrong show, Crawford, in as much I, as... I, I do... I do, I do appreciate it, and I haven't been on this station for a long time because I kind of went to one of the other ones, the LBC, but I thought I'd come back, and okay. maybe it's a wrong show, but it's maybe a chance to educate people. And yeah, well, no, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is, but let me just, let me, let me just, let me just put, put, set up my stall. You're kind of t- telling the wrong show in as much as that we don't, Catherine, could you find some facts? In as much as this show is, we talk about, you know, which beetle would you beat up in a fight and stuff. It's not, we're not a news-based show. Um, Why was it not covered? I don't know. Why do you think it was not covered? I believe there was a news blackout on it. And I want, you know, on that same night, there was a stolen car in London which got headlines on the radio station and 10,000 British troops and ex-troops turned up got London to a standstill, and nobody gave it any coverage. I think that's a disservice to the people who protect us. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, if, if there was, like, an official blackout on it, you wouldn't be allowed to talk about it now. Okay, so that clears that up, so there was no delisting or whatever. No, well... No, I have not had the memo saying we are not allowed to talk about Operation Zulu. So, put, put that one to bed. Here's the thing, man. I'm, listen, I'm not a news person. I'm, an, I'm just an idiot, right? And I'm going to let okay, you... Uh, let you okay, okay, well, there you go. With it. Welcome to the Idiots Club, Crawford. You have found the right show, right? But I, what, I, what I know is, having flirted on the edges of, of news, is that... Um, it doesn't sound like, please don't be offended, because I'm going to let you just talk about it in a second, right? So we're going to talk about it. Yep. It doesn't okay. sound like a very sexy story that would sell newspapers and would get people listening in. Now, it may be a very, very important story, and it sounds like it probably is, but the only things that are selling papers at this precise moment in time are Boris Johnson, Brexit, and um, Meghan and Harry. So do you not think it make a, a good change from Meghan and Harry to talk about something that's a bit different. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I think yeah. there's far more important things going on than all three of those things, and everything else is getting ignored. Okay, so what was? So who organised this um, this protest? It was oper- it was uh, organised um, by ex supporters and ex veterans. Um, there was motorcyclists. About four thousand came from all over the UK. And the one thing I would like to say is that the reception we got from the Met Police was absolutely fantastic. So the Met Police. Brilliant. So um, what? But what are they? What were they asked? What? What is the point? What's the point of everything? Is what I ask these days. But what was the point of it, Crawford? What were they trying to achieve? Well, what we're trying to achieve is that the majority of the IRA got uh, basically let off. They're not going to be prosecuted. Tony Blair had this agreement where the IRA killers are not going to get prosecuted, but our own troops who were defending us. They're putting them in court. We've got a 78-year-old person who's terminally ill appearing in court. Mm, um, yeah, well, here's the go. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, because Catherine's just handed me that. Ah, uh, man. Um. Uh. uh it, it, uh, 
I've been to that McDonald's. I've been to that McDonald's. Um, um, uh, it, it's, it, it's, here's the thing, right? It's slightly yep. more complicated than just... Uh, when you first said it, I thought it was about the way uh, ex-servicemen and women are treated after they've served and how they get abandoned and PTSD and mental health and how we don't offer any help for them. But it's specifically about Bloody Sunday, right? Not just about Bloody Sunday. That's a part of it. Right, that's, but that's women. a big part of it. It's, okay, it's a big part of it. And I don't... Here's the thing, right? Bloody Sunday was a mess on both sides... And it could be, I don't know enough about it to kind of go head to head with you against this. And I respect your service and all of that stuff. But I do, am I right that that there were murders on both sides? There there, there were assaults on both sides and I accept that. But I don't accept the fact that the the murderers on the Republican side uh, can get let off scot-free. And people that actually supported them... Okay. Well, both sides. Both sides should be prose- both sides should be prosecuted for the murders. Do we agree on that? No. The, the, the IRA are not being prosecuted. No, but no. But I'm saying both sides should be should be prosecuted for murder. Yes, there was fault, but if, if a British troop is. Crawford, listen. I don't want to fall out with you. I don't know bloody. I don't know Bloody Sunday well enough. My history of it, my loose history of it, is it was an atrocious thing that um, members of the IRA, you know, are shitbags and they're scumbags and in any way defending them. But also British troops, uh, British troops murdered people. That's my understanding of it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll beg to differ. But all, all of us say is I appreciate you taking time to talk it through. And if, if anybody listening gets a chance to look at Operation Zulu One, might know maybe help them understand what we try to do. Totally. And I feel that everybody, Le- everybody fails us, but you've given us a little bit of coverage, and I really appreciate no, it. No, Crawford, listen, and let's, I want us to end on Friends, because genuinely, I have, I, I've got, uh, I, I, I don't agree with a lot of the wars, but I have nothing but respect for, for those who have served, so thank you. So let's put Bloody Sunday to one side. What okay. else was, what else was it trying to achieve? Trying to achieve parity for the British troops with the Republicans. Okay, okay, I can understand that's why that would be. We're looking, we're looking for fairness, and if you've got a 70, 70 year old family who's been put in court, yet you've got people who actively support the IRA who are taking up a wage and taking expenses from Westminster like Mr. Adams. Okay, all right. Hey, listen, man. Um, I, I appreciate your call. Please don't think yeah, well, that as far I, I certainly never got the memo that we weren't allowed to talk about it and I hope you feel that you've had a fair crack of the whip tonight. I, I really do. I'm sorry if I've kind of taken off and I'll let you get back to being an idiot. Hey, mate, I, honestly, this is what this show is all about. We go off on tangents. We've had a couple of heavy calls tonight and then we'll have a couple of silly ones. That's the way it works and you're very welcome to give us a call anytime, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. It's, I don't know enough about the troubles, um, bloody Sunday. I don't know enough about any of that to really get stuck into it I, my little education people will be laughing at me is that both you know the, I'm not in any way a defender of the IRA at all it was atrocious but I'm also from what I believe soldiers shot unarmed right. young men what we've got is they were focusing according to the mirror online and their coverage of, of what happened at the weekend right. was this soldier F that is at the centre of this demonstration oh, okay. according to the mirror 
is a guy who's facing charges for the murders of James Ray and William McKinney and the attempted murders of Joseph Friel, Michael Quinn, Joe Mahone and uh, Patrick O'Donnell. This is according to prosecutors, right? Okay. Um, I can't tell you any detail about um, the three attempted murders, but this is what the Savile Report, this is how they describe okay. William McKinney and James Ray. Yeah. William McKinney, 27, Keen amateur filmmaker recorded scenes from the march with his handheld camera before the shooting started. The camera was found in his jacket pocket as he lay dying after being shot in the back in Glenfader Park. The soldiers who fired in this area all claimed they fired at people in possession or seeking to use bombs or firearms, but Lord Savile dismissed these accounts, saying, in our view, none of these soldiers fired in the belief that he had or might have identified a person in possession of using or about to use bombs or firearms. James Ray, 22, engaged to be married, civil rights activist, shot twice in the back, again in Glenfader Park. Second shot fired as he lay mortally wounded on the ground. Questions are being asked. Yeah, okay. But, uh, but I'm not, uh, I, I really am at the edge of my knowledge and have crossed into the boundary of, of talking guff, which is dangerous and stuff like this. I can also understand why if certain members of the IRA are being let off, let off in inverted commas for their crimes, why if you were a soldier you would feel that that was unfair. I think we've done enough of that, Crawford. I hope you feel you've got a fair crack of the whip and we weren't too judgmental. Uh, let's take a break. 0344-499-1000, the late night alternative. What a strange old show tonight, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. 0344 is the phone number. Um, the phones are kind of working. Kind of working. If you phone now, you'll get through. I can guarantee that. Good evening, Malcolm. Hey, Ian. How are you doing, guys? Very well, thank you. What have you got for us? A uh, bit of a change in your kind of show tonight. It's been a bit unusual, but yep. I'm looking for a bit of agony uncle and agony aunt. You come, you come to the right place. I'm kind of in a similar place to you. I'm divorced and got a daughter and started a new relationship and things are getting a bit difficult. Ex-wife's getting a bit awkward and my new partner is a lovely woman but she's feeling the pressure. It's all getting a bit too much. I've got a new job lined up coming soon. The whole thing's getting a bit on top of me and if I'm honest, and I'll be honest, you sure would last few weeks couple of weeks has been really a great pressure reliever as well, just a great bit of amusement. What, what? Um, the whole thing's just getting on top of me at the minute. What, 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 uh, gosh, there's a lot of information there. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry, no, let sorry, me sorry, see where we're going to go. Sorry, sorry. Um, in, okay, all right. In what way is your, uh, your ex-wife being, uh, uh, inverted commas, difficult? Just not saying I'm being a good enough father, whereas I think I'm being a I think I've been a really good father. What does that What does that mean? What What implications you know, does her saying you're not being a good enough father have on you? Because it makes me feel bad. Because I feel incredibly guilty. Do you think you're being a good enough father? I think I am. Is there any more you could do? There's always more you can do. Yeah, you know that, Ian. Yeah, you know that. Uh, does her saying Does do. her saying you're not being a good father? Does that in any way set her up to stop you seeing your kids? A wee bit, and this this week has resulted in that. In as much as she's out of the country working, right, and 
she said rather conversely, because you're not being a good father, you can't see her, even though I would agree. Okay. Well, that's I unfair. Well, that's unfair. That's unfair. Yeah. Who, is, I'm, have struggling, you got... I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling yeah, okay. With well, that's that, unfair. Have, is, have you got a legal setup on, on how often... Is it a daughter, you said? Yes. Is there a legal got, uh, thing in place that you get to see her two days a week or something? Well, we've got a, we've got an agreement, which we've both legally agreed, which hasn't been signed off yet, but I don't think there's any issue with that. It's more of a an emotional pull. Well, then you just have the to, then, it's, then you have to, I think, I, we'll, we'll be interested to see what Kath's views on this are. If it's just the emotional impact, her saying you're not being a good dad, and you yeah. know say just, I don't mean to be dismissive, but you know that you're being a good dad, then that's her problem. That's her problem. Know, She's... The, 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 problem, the problem is I work, I work very long hours in London and she works from home with right. my financial aid and she's very much in control of the situation which means I've got to react rather than decide. Why so have you got to react? React in what because, way? Because my daughter's with her during the day and at school and she's the primary caregiver and it's it's a tough thing because I've got to I've got to react to the situation. I don't know what you mean by react. I don't know what you Well you, I mean well I mean she's she's the one she lives with her predominantly, yeah. so I've got to I've got to take the lead from her and yeah. it's tough. But you have an agreement on how often you see your daughter? I do, but I'd like it to be more and she's ah. making it difficult to be more and that's the thing. Well um, how long have you been split up from her? A year. It's early days, man. I know. I it's that, really, really I'm early days. You. I'm calling you in because I'm, I'm struggling with the whole thing. I know, I can tell you are. My, suggest yeah. my suggestions for what they're worth, and Catherine and I will be keen to get your input in just a second, is, um, do not allow yourself to be bullied. If she's criticising your parenting and you know you're doing a great job, then do your best to ignore that, because she's angry at you, she's lashing out at you. Does she have a partner yet? Yeah, she's got, she's had a new partner pretty much instantaneously. Okay, and, okay. And in fairness, I've, I've got a new partner for the last sort of four or five months, but that's now getting badly strained to the point of this evening it's maybe freeing apart. And is that because of your, because of your ex-wife, are, are you saying? I would say it's probably because of the way I react. Stop reacting. Stop, yeah, stop yeah. reacting. Stop That's reacting. Stop reacting. Stop reacting. Here's the thing, Malcolm. If I say to you, you're a shit dad, right? What do you, what, what does that do to you? If I say it to you, what does that do it to you? It doesn't affect me. Right. And with all due respect, you're a, an amusing yeah. radio host too. I like listening to Got it. But also, also, you know that you're a good dad and you, listen, we could all be better, like you said, but you know that you're doing the best you can, right, at the moment, and that you are, your everything you do is driven, I would imagine, by love for your daughter and by wanting to do the best for her, right? Agreed. You need to hold on to that, man. And whatever I say, whatever she says, whatever any of her family or friends, whatever anybody says, you have to be confident that you, and it sounds to me like, I believe you, man, I believe you, you have to be confident that you are being a really good dad and that you love your daughter. Sometimes you might have to suck it up a little bit. Sometimes. How did you deal with it, Ian? Huh? How did you deal with it? My. I, I, I'm always slightly ca cautious about talking about my ex and my kids because I'm not, I. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to No, I know. I, I know. But I'm just saying because I don't, I don't have their permission to talk about this stuff. No, my wife. 
Yeah, but how, how was you? How did, how, what, looking at it from my point of view, yeah. what, what was the way that you dealt with it without divulging information? I would go home to my flat and I would cry. And I would miss my boys. I'm really lucky that I get to see my boys regularly. And uh, um, whatever the relationship has been with with my ex, the the boys have never been part of that, if you understand what I'm saying in in very vague terms. No, no, I do. do. Um, But I would go home and I would cry and I would call them every day and I started writing letters to them and I would sit at home and look at pictures of them and look at videos of them on my phone and I would go to work, not wanting to go to work, but knowing that I was going to work so I could afford to get somewhere I could live that they could come and visit me so that I could afford to get them Christmas presents. I could afford, you know, I'm working so that I can see my kids and I can look after my kids. There's a couple of other reasons, but that's, I'm I'm doing it for them, ultimately. And I sucked it up and I found someone I could share, a couple of people actually, that I could share how angry I might be with people that used to be in my life, how upset I might be, how I miss them, how I wanted to kill, all these things. I found people that it was appropriate to share with, a friend, a couple of friends and a therapist. And I got all that stuff out and um, it took me uh, three years. Wow, three years is a long time. It's a long time. Catherine, uh, what, we, what are your thoughts? Boundaries, 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 boundaries from the start, right? This person is someone that you loved at some point and you probably still care about whatever happens, right? Because she's the mother of your daughter. But her opinion cannot infect your relationship with other people. No. And depending on what she's saying about your the quality of your parenting, if you know that it's an unfair comment, you've got to draw a boundary, right? You don't. She doesn't get to talk to you like that anymore. Yeah. And right. uh, but also, don't show your anger. It's about keeping your side of the street clean, and about knowing that, that other people's I- behaviour. It's kind of none of your business because it's coming from them and not you. I've been trying to do that. I've been trying Tough. to do that, Catherine. Yeah. The, ang- the anger is palpable coming from the other angle. Yeah. And I've been doing my best to just completely negate it coming at me. But it's tough. It is really tough. Have you it's tried? Hard. Here's the thing. Can you trust yourself <laughs> to write an email you probably won't ever send? Yeah. Or yeah, a letter. Actually, a letter might be more difficult to send. An email, once it's out there, it's so tempting just to click send. Get it all down. Do you know the worst thing? The worst thing is WhatsApp. Jeez yeah. Christ. Mute it. The constant chat is just yeah. toxic. It's absolutely toxic. We, um, I don't think this is giving away too much. Uh, everything between me and my ex is, is really cool now, actually. and we, We're in a good place. But there, there was a period where we both agreed it would be best if we only spoke about the kids. We only communicated when it came to, you know, birthday presents and pick-up times and stuff like that. And everything else we both agreed was off-limits. And it was it helped. And I've heard from other people that can be really, really helpful. Um, and so the stuff that, one, that you might want to say to your ex-wife, instead of saying it to her, you say it to your partner. Or you say it to a friend. And it might actually help with your relationship if you go to your... This conversation we're having, have you had it with your partner? I have. And it's difficult because 
it's a, it's a strange one because my, my ex-wife and I agreed that we weren't going to introduce our daughter to new partners for a six-month or year period, and it, it creates a tension because we all live in the same town deliberately. Aye, and it's okay. A, you know, and, and, I, and that was deliberate. That was a very deliberate thing. So my daughter was very close to us, mm. but it creates a tension. Of course, and it does. Secrets are not I good. If I'm honest, I think it's starting to create an unbearable tension on my new relationship. And you know, she's a very nice lady, but it's, it's unfair on her. It's unfair on her to be secret to the is, person that is most really important in your life. On her. But in the same respect, I think my ex-wife is making it awkward, and it's. Well, to be honest, the only person I really care about is my daughter. Of course it is. Of course it is. And here's the thing: really, that's what your wife cares about too. Yeah. All the other stuff is just uh, mm. bookshot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's bookshot. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just <laughs> you know, and, and and actually, in five years' time, this will not be the case in all probability. I agree. It'll all be nonsense. That's why I'm trying. So, to, if I'm honest, I, I I called up specifically because I knew Ian had had experience of it, and I know it's been time. Yeah. And I genuinely want to get the opinion. Here's, on it here's, the, here's what it boils down to: is Cassis. It will get easier. It gets better. It gets easier. I'm in such a strong place that I never thought I'd be in. It took it took three. It might have even taken a bit longer. It might be quicker for you. It might be longer for you. This person that you're with may not be the one. She may be. I'm assuming it's a she. She may be. She may not be the one. She may not be the one. And um, it's always tricky. I, I, I wouldn't introduce your partner to your kid just to save your relationship but it might be worth having an honest conversation with her with your ex with her your ex's partner if he wants to get involved and say look I, you know i don't know if this is necessarily working doing this i the, the, the honesty was the thing i learned malcolm I, after 46 years of lying to so many people the thing i've learned is the thing I've discovered in the last six months is, if I'm honest with the, with everybody or with people around me, it's a lot less painful. There might be that moment, you know, when you pull off a plaster and it hurts for a second, but actually it's better than slowly pulling off that plaster and it hurting yeah. for a long time. Honesty. The, pro the problem is, the honesty can be really tough because it, honesty is good for one person, but it's not so good for the person. I think I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. I think it's, I think, yeah. there are certain exceptions, of course, like if I were to tell Kath what I honestly thought about her, <laughs> it would break her heart, Malcolm. It would break her heart. I'm not going to do that to her. She's, you know, poor old thing. But... Well, here's, some, here's some honesty, guys, just to say, the last couple of months, I've just started listening to your show. Yes. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a really great late night tonic for me. Thank you, mate. So thank you very much, guys. I don't know if anything we've said has been any help, but I hope you feel better just for phoning up and, and throwing all this stuff out there. Again, okay, let me stress you. this, Malcolm. It gets better. It re after a divorce, building up to a divorce, after a divorce, I thought, that's it, my, the world is over, the life is over. Actually, I'm living now for the first time in a long time, and no disrespect to my ex-wife, who is the mother of my kids, and I have nothing but respect for her because of that. Um, but I'm living, and it gets better, man, and it will get better for you, I promise. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your time. Take care, Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Um, what a nice guy. Yeah. What a nice guy. Um, it's all right to dislike each other for a bit. I think that's quite he uh, yeah, healthy. Yeah, of course. Just um, don't say anything you'll regret. Yeah. Let's go to John. Evening, John. Oh, yeah. Uh, how are you? All right. Yeah, all right, John. What you got for us? 
Uh, yeah, firstly, I um, just want to say uh, my heart goes out to the last uh, caller there, so um, hopefully uh, he picks up there. But, uh, yeah, okay, um, Soldier F, uh, just a comment, or rather to highlight two things, really. Um, I mean, I wasn't there. I was born in 1975. I, I, I've served in the Army for over 20-odd years. I've been on your show before. I, I was invited to speak on the show as well. And um, a... On my show? Oh, on the, on talk radio. Okay, all right. Well, we are. This show is completely separate from all the other rubbish that goes on on this station. Not saying what you did was rubbish, but right, we are, okay, com- yeah. we are in, it's a separate island of uh, sense and sensibility. Okay. Well, I've been on talk radio before um, to do with the armed forces. Uh, basically, I wanted to highlight a tactic um, used oh, past and present. Do you know what, John? It, it, yeah. I, I'm going to say thank you. Um, respectfully, I'm going to pass because. I don't know enough about this story. I don't know enough about Bloody Sunday. And I'm aware that you're coming from from one side and we haven't got anybody from the other side. And and I I just think this is... I'm I'm really grateful that we spoke to... I think it was uh, uh, Cameron Campbell... uh, Crawford. Crawford, thank you, that we spoke to her. I'm glad that we highlighted something that some people thought there was a news blackout on and that we could show that there was, oh, no, there I was, was not. But I was gonna, yeah, sorry, I was going to hit this neutrally. I don't think, with respect, I don't think you can. I, I don't, yeah, I actually was going to hit this neutrally. Okay, um, I don't think you can. Okay, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have to just... Um, I'm shut really sorry. No, 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 no. Shut up. Something I'm going to tell the next service man to shut up. You beat the crap out of me if you wanted to. Although I knew Krav yeah. um, Maga. So um, uh, I just don't think this is the right forum for it, John. I, 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 I really don't. And um, uh, I, I hope you're not offended by that. And if you are, well, that's the, the, what, the cross I have to bear. I just don't yeah, think this is the yeah. right forum for it. And okay, I, yeah, no, I respect that. But and, I, and I'm I'm saying this with love and again with gratitude for your service, and I hope that doesn't sound patronising. Um, but I think something like James's show or Mike's show, I think, would be a better outlet for this. Just just in as much as I I, I suspect they know a lot more about the whole situation than I do, and it, it, I just yeah, do, no, do you I, I, what I'm I get saying? it. So absolutely, yeah, uh, I do get it. Thank um, you. I do think you, you would have found it interesting, but um, <laughs> you've you said your piece, and I, re- I do respect that. Thank you, mate, and I appreciate you taking it so graciously. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it easy. Bye bye. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, was that okay? Was that okay? We both kind of winced a little bit when he said that that was going to be the thing, and I just, I just don't know enough about it to be able to interject maybe we could have learnt something and i know he said he was going to come from a neutral position i don't know if an ex-serviceman can in that respect thank you for taking it so graciously i really really appreciate it that was 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 good and i hope that wasn't too uncomfortable for you john i'm sure you've been in far more uncomfortable situations than talking to some lanky idiot on the radio right Another hour to go. What a show. Oh, three, four, four. I'm going to go for a week during the news. I suggest you do the same, dear listener. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The switchboard is empty. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, what shock. Hello. Hello. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend 
Apprentice correspondent, both, uh, I can see Pete, I'm, I'm about to block Pete on Twitch, I'm about to report Pete. I thought Pete his. was going to be your new best mate. No, he's, he's uh, I've misjudged that tragically, he's kicking off on Twitter. Oh. He's, he's not, he's not specifically saying that we, we bullied him, but he's hinting at it pretty oh. strongly. That's oh. close to libel. Pete, I've told you, um, why don't you try again next week, just a little tip, watch the episode of The Apprentice. In the meantime, if someone is interested in taking the role seriously... Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Uh, Stacey says, um, uh, I was listening to a show, one of your shows from 2016. Gosh. And was wondering, what do you mean, gosh? I wish I'd listened to that. Mm? They still, they still, they stand up. And was wondering what the version of the littlest hobo that was slowed down was. Ah, well, I can play it for you. It's, hang on a second, hang on a second. I've got it here. Somewhere. I think it's. No, it's not that. Hang on, just hang on. I can, I've got it somewhere and I'll tell you exactly what it is. Is it, is it you? No, it's not you. Hang on. Hang on. I like to help. Uh, um. Oh, I've balled this up. Oh, no. No, I'll be quiet. Uh. uh, Oh, jeez. I've lost, um. You know we're on the radio. Yeah, I do know we're on the radio, actually. And I know that we are the most helpful show on the radio. So I'm helping... Okay. Ah, could be this. Nope, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you talk to Nick while I, I try and do this. Well, you Nick talk might want to talk to you. you he, I, he can't, I can't talk to him. You talk to him. Nick, he might be able to talk to you in a minute, I'm sure. He'll sort himself out. In the meantime, how can I help? Oh, hi, Cam. Hi, Nick. I don't know why Ian doesn't want to talk to me. Have I upset him? No, you haven't upset him. He's just in the middle of some, um, well, let's call it life admin, to be kind. <laughs> what he's actually doing, he's tinkering. He's gone, he's gone to the loo, all right. No, no, no. no. I, I, I can hear you. And Catherine <laughs> is, be, is being, uh, kind, a, a libel. as usual. 
I'm, I'm trying liable. to find the version, uh, the slower version of the littlest hobo for Stacey, all right? Uh, and Stacey oh, actually... Someone who can't even be bothered to ring up, but Nick uh, rings up and you don't want to speak to him. Me. Stacey's got mental health issues. Well, Nick and might. You're just... Nick, uh, d Nick doesn't sound like he does. He sounds... <gasps> what does that mean? He sounds very strident. Nick? Actually, I phoned up for the same reason. Every time I hear you play the littlest hobo, it takes me back to when I was a kid. Because, you know, you had, like, Lassie and the littlest hobo. Yeah. Well, the littlest hobo was Lassie, was, hobo. with respect, I can hear you. With respect, maybe, maybe you do have mental health issues. With respect, uh, Lassie was uh, in the movies and on the TV. Littlest hobo is just a song. Yeah, no, it was it was a programme about oh. German Shepherd. One of them. A German Shepherd. We got one of them. One of these people that thinks The Littlest Hobo was a TV show. Okay, Nick, tell us, tell us what happened in this TV it show. It was. It was. The Littlest Hobo was a, t a, a little t It was a TV show, oh, okay. and it was a German Shepherd that used to go around helping people. Oh, a, a dog. You look go, it up. Who was clearing up its mess? <laughs> Who fed it? Yeah. The, the, Who played it, ball it, with it? There were pu puppies everywhere. Yeah. That thing sounds like, a, sounds like a menace. I thought you knew that. No I such thought, thing. I, anyway, I, I found the slower version. I, I said, I found the slower version. This is for Stacey. This is the slower version. Anthony, I think you need to turn the metronome up there. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. If you want it slower, you can do it slower. Down the road, oh, oh, oh. it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new brand. That's I don't know what the version was I played in 2016. What do you think I am, the memory man? Flipping Shazam it. Look, 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 it was a TV show called The Little uh, Open. Nick, come on, mate. It's a, a vile troll. You, uh, come on, mate, please. You're, you're winding me up, aren't you? You're you winding me up. I tell you what, uh, do you fancy a game of um, Boots and Ting? Yeah. What's that? Oh, big fan of the show, huh? Um, Catherine, can you explain to him what Boots and Ting is? you just got to choose fast, slow, or normal. So this is what Boots and Ting sounds like normal. Sounds quite slow, but that's normal. Yeah. Oh, and oh, it can yeah. either be played faster or slower. Uh, it's the first one to three. Uh, Nick, you get to call first. Will I be playing? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. So it's set. Will I be playing it faster or slower? Uh, I've got to choose. Um, faster. Okay, so Catherine, you're, you got slower or the same? The same. Okay, here we go. Oh, flipping crap. Thing. Here we go. Right, here we go. Oh, it was faster. One nil One to, Nick. to Nick. First of three. That's all I bring. Yeah, I remember that tune. Okay, okay, well, okay, Catherine, you'll go. First of three. Is it faster, slower, or the same? Slower. Nick, is it the same or faster? Uh, oh, the same. Okay, you're saying the same, you're saying the same. Here we go. Timimibutanting. No, that's slower. Yeah, exactly. That's what Catherine said. Oh, okay. one, it's one I win all. a point. One all, Nick. But how, I, but, how, but how do I know what the answer is until I hear the question? The question is always the same. Is it going to be faster, slower, or the same? Right. Oh, so it's, a, it's a bit like rock, paper, scissors. Yes. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, only I know what's going to happen. No one else does. Right? Uh, Nick, <laughs> your go. I've set the speed. Have I set the speed faster, slower, or at the original pace? I'll go faster again. Catherine. Hmm... A ridge. Originally. The OG. 
Give me my boots and things. Oh. It's 2-1, right? It's 2-1. <laughs> so, Catherine, it's your go. You need to get this right to, um, to stay in the game. Faster, slower, or a ridge? OG. Okay, you're going original. Nick, you got faster or slower? Um, mm, slower. Give me my boots and things. OG! Right, oh, the last go. Original. This is it. Someone gets the, the sound is genuinely excited. Okay. What do I win? Yeah. Br- bragging rights. <laughs> we, we, we let you come back on, even though you, you're one of those trolls that thinks The Littlest Hobo was a TV show about dog it own- Irresponsible it dog ownership. Oh, okay, buddy. Okay. It Nick, was. Nick. Ooh. Nick. That thing would have been infested. It, it, I have set the pace. Have I set the pace of Dave saying boots and ting faster, slower, or at the original pace? Original. You're saying OG. Catherine. Slower. Okay, whoever gets this right. If one of you gets it right, you've won. Jimmy, me, Budanting. It was slower, Nick, I'm afraid. Thanks for being yeah. a good sport. But the little hobo was a TV. Get out Stop of here. What are these trolls, man? These trolls. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Uh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hiya, Simon. Hang on, hang on a minute. Can uh, I just... Sorry, sorry. Can I just squeeze something in very, very quickly? Give me a boot dunking. Thank you, Dave. Uh, yes, Simon. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I heard that you had a call out there for an apprentice um, ah. correspondent. Ah. Um, and I've actually watched it. So I, I, I could be the candidate you're looking for. Inc- oh, I like his tone of language. Although Catherine has just sh- shrugged her shoulders and pulled her face like she's just um, trodden on a dog turd. I was doing an impression of Margaret. Oh, yes. Margaret gave me a dirty look on an aeroplane once. Because I, yeah, because I had a baby with me. Gave me a really filthy look. And when she wasn't looking, I stuck two fingers up. Are you sure she was looking at you and not the baby? Uh, Because he brought you on there. Uh, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It just doesn't even make sense. Disapproved of you. Doesn't even make sense. Is what I'm saying. Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it does. Okay, Simon, um, tell us some facts about The Apprentice. Um, yeah, well, tonight's Apprentice, it was the usual, um, what you would expect from The Apprentice of, um, idiots and general people just sort of being on there, I think, more just to massage their egos than actually, um, you know, g- get a business deal. Um, it was full of the sort of usual kind of uh, phrases, you know. So Are you on speakerphone? I'm not, no. I'm on, I'm on an actual handheld phone. Why is this echo? Landline. Why is this echo? I'm, why is the, do you hear the echo? There's like a feedback echo, Catherine. No, I'm on, I'm on my landline phone. Mm. I've got a landline, and I'm using it. I, I do think our apprentice correspondent should use the phone like they do on The Apprentice. They definitely should. Where hold they it. have it on, they have it on speakerphone, <laughs> and they hold it in front of them and talk to it like that. Um, yeah. Carry on but talking. There was a phrase. One of the women said um, that you could actually cut her open, and ambition comes out of her blood. Um, yeah, but English isn't her first language, so let's not be pernickety. Yeah, well, that's, that's very true. Um, and we fancy her. Yeah. yeah. Tracy Greaves, this is this is what I have to put up with. Are you, are you thought, yeah. Hang on a minute, Simon. Oh, have you actually seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen it. Simon. Have you watched it as well? Oh, so, hello? Sorry, I, I, missed the, I missed the first hour of your show. Hello? So, but thanks very much for your call. Right, okay. Knew I knew it. This is the stuff I have to put up with on Twitter. This is trolling I have to put up with. Tracy Greaves, 24. Just tuned into Hashtag Talk Radio and listened to at Ian Lee for five minutes. Kill me now, hashtag never again, then there's a picture of a monkey with its hands over its ears and a sad smiley face. Why, is this tr- why would you, why would you at me? You don't even follow me! 
Why would she at me? Why would you at me, Tracy Green? She jewelry designer. How are you doing? What are you doing? I'm having a look at her. Um, I'm going to report her. I'm having a look at this. Yeah. What they call it? Her timeline. She um, seems like a really nice person, actually, and has got quite good taste, so it makes it even more painful. Oh, go on. Okay. Have you found dirt? Well, yes. there's a lot of criticism of people she doesn't know. Oh. She seems to be watching The Circle, which is a soul-sapping television <laughs> show. Tracy. And she's calling people Bellens. Oh, no, we don't use language like that. No, no, but no, So no, she no. sounds like she should be fitting in absolutely <laughs> perfectly. Tracy, thank you for trying the show. I'm sorry it wasn't for you. This is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. What's this Amber Geiger trial? You aware of this? No. This is... Is this the trial of the cop? Who... Let me just get this right, because I've just seen the most remarkable bit of footage I've ever seen. I'm going to play it out. You can watch it over my shoulder. It's America. Okay. It's in America. It's done. It's done. Um, is Amber Geiger... Is that the... Uh, is this the one about the black gentleman who was killed by a white police officer? Is, is that, have I got the right story? I'm not particularly au fait with this story. But, Kath, what have you found? I'm going to play a Jury clip. has sentenced Amber Geiger to 10 years in prison for the murder of Botham Jean after viewing racist text messages sent by the former Dallas police officer. It's not the cop story. I, or maybe it is. Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. Pro this is from The Guardian. Um, prosecutors had symbolically asked for a minimum sentence of 28 years. Jean, who was 26 when he died, would have turned 28 last Sunday. In extraordinary scenes in the courtroom a, few, uh, courtroom, a few minutes after the sentence was handed out, the victim's brother, Brand, said he forgave Geiger. Now, what's the clip we're going to play? It's not the story I was thinking of. There was a story of a police officer, a female white police officer in America, that shot a black guy in his own home. This is, uh, Geiger was convicted on Tuesday of murdering the accountant. He was watching television on his couch and eating vanilla oh. ice cream when she shot him on the night of 6th of September 2018. But is she a police officer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. People watching, listening to this may know a little bit, um, uh. Geiger denied she's racist when she fired two shots from her service weapon while off duty but in uniform, hitting Jean once in the chest. She said she was acting in self-defense because she thought her life was under immediate threat from a burglar. Okay. She was fired from the police department. Okay. Come on, watch this. Right. I'm going to read, this is a tweet from, John Ronson has retweeted it. It's Doug Dunbar who's tweeted it. This is the moment, a moment so very few have witnessed. So this is Botham Jean. Botham Jean, has I got that the right way? Brother. The brother of a murder victim asking the judge to hug the person who took his brother's life. Well, this is incredible, man. I'll, I'll retweet it in a second, but there's, there you can hear some of it. Have a listen to this. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. 
retweet it i think you may have got a sense of it from that little bit you can hear it's the brother of a murder victim hugging the woman who killed his brother in court that's incredible doesn't it make all of this seem pointless brexit boris johnson this show all of this is irrelevant none of this matters None of this matters. I'm going to retweet it. Thank you, Doug Dunbar. I don't know who Doug Dunbar is. You have a blue tick reporter in the States. Thank you, John Ronson, for sharing that. I've just retweeted it. Um, uh, well, there you go. That's something. I feel bad now for drawing attention to Tracy. Everybody stop sending her mean messages. That's not what it was for um, on Twitter. I've just tweeted. Genuinely, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. Thanks for trying it. Everybody, I can see a couple of mean messages. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. We're all, we're all cool. We're all cool. Um, please don't in- in- at me in any conversations with Jan Bonnie because uh, genuinely I'm, I'm considering going to the police about her. So please don't at me in any conversations. Um, so that's that sorted. Um, and, um, Lexi's enjoying the show. Thank you, Lexi. Um, good. Sh- and she's, everyone, don't be upset that, that, that someone who didn't like the show is blocking people. It was my mistake for drawing attention to her. We need to be a pylon and breathe. None of this matters. None of this matters. None of this is important. This is all silly nonsense and is, is irrelevant. And one day we'll all be dead and no one's going to remember this silly little show. It is what it is. I heard some words of wisdom from Cher the other day. I mean, so many words of wisdom from that woman. If it was about gypsies, tramps and thieves again, I it don't want to hear her bigotry. Not this time. She was saying her mother, who, by the way, is still alive and fabulous, yeah. told her the most valuable bit of advice that her mother had given her was, if it's not going to matter in five years' time, it doesn't matter. There you go. And you know what? You've just reminded me. Saw a brilliant film today. Brilliant film. I went and saw the Judy Garland film with Rennie Zellweger. Mum's birthday. Thank you. A few people mentioned it on Twitter. I appreciate that. Mum isn't on Twitter because she's sensible. Um, but uh, it was very kind of you. Mum's 69th birthday. And so me and my sister took her to see the Judy Garland film. My God, it's incredible. It was a choice between that or Downton. I'm going to go see Downton. Jeez. Um, and uh, so it was that. And I thought, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I certainly can sit through a couple of hours of that. Oh, my God, it was incredible. You like a Hollywood biography, don't you? Yeah, I do. I prefer a Hollywood biopic, which is the movie version of a Hollywood biography. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, do you want some cream for that burn that I just um, put on you? No, thanks, because cream actually makes them worse. Would you want to put some salad? Do you want me to get you some cling film to put on that burn, which is what you actually do I'll put just, on a burn? I just run it over a little bit of water. You run it over a little bit of water, is it? Yeah. Oh, second burn of the day! Straight straight burns, baby! Straight burns! 
Mr. Burns, they're going to call me from now on. Two Burns, isn't it? Would you like, what would you like a bit of, do you want, do you want me to say? what they're going to call you. So? Mm-hmm. So, went and saw it. I don't think I've ever seen a Rennie Zellweger film. What has she been on? Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones. I've not seen that. What has she um, been in? Jerry Maguire. She, she retired apparently. For six years she'd retired. Yeah, didn't she have a baby? For six years? That's some later. They stick around. Um, a really good film. My mum was in tears at the end. I was, I had a little something in my eye. It's a really sad life. Yeah, awful. Tragic. Tragic, tragic life. I didn't know anything about her. Then at the end it comes up, this isn't a spoiler. It's about her, it's about her sort of the last year of her life and she's broke and she's drunk and she's got stage fright and anxiety and all this. Um, and the only way she can make money is doing a series of shows in London, right? Um, and then she dies shortly after the thing. It's not a spoiler that's out there. But then it comes up at the, the, the thing. Uh, she died six months after the shows. She was 47 years old. She was the same age as me. What? I knew she died young and because of alcohol, but I assumed... I thought she kind of died in the 50s in her late 50s. Mm-hmm. But she thinks she died in the late 60s, the age of 47. I know. It's an incredible film... Primarily because you get to see someone um, pretending to be Lonnie Donegan in it. You don't see many people pretending to be Lonnie Donegan in films these days. I wouldn't know how to pretend to be Lonnie Donegan. The guy does a really good job, actually. Um, it was beautiful. I thought she was amazing. Is she recognised as a good actress? Is she seen as a good actress? I've always, just because of Bridget Jones, I'd always imagine that, peop- that she's a bit, bit fluffy, you know. A bit lightweight. Yeah. Um, no, I thought she was good. Like, her breakout thing was Jerry Maguire, wasn't it? Was that Show Me the Money? Yeah. I don't remember her being in that. It was a long time. It was a really subtle, you know, because she's got those sort of twinkly eyes performance. I thought she was great in that. I think we knew she was good, didn't we? I don't know. And now I'm looking at Judy Garland biographies and I don't know which one to go for. I'm going to get that one. Um, I don't know, but she's incredible. She was absolutely, absolutely incredible. You reckon Oscar... No, Rennie. Rennie Zellweger. What are you talking about? I don't know the name of the guy in it. I wasn't, it's not always about the guy. Sometimes films can be about women. Flipping it, man. Women actors. Um, it, uh, honestly, it was, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, she was great. It was beautifully shot. It was tragic. Okay, there's one scene where they're walking through a street in swinging London, but it's short. Um, that was good, man. It was a really good film. Really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, I thoroughly recommend it. Catherine, what films have you seen today that you'd recommend? Today, uh, listen, I watched a little bit of The Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> Flipping out, <laughs> those women. Hmm? <laughs> I like Carol Radziwill, but her outfits are increasingly nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say on the matter. Uh, oh, look, there's an album of her live in London from the thing. Her, Judy Garland, her last London appearance. Gosh. Uh, okay. Well, I might be going through a Judy Garland phase, so I'm going to buy a book on Judy Garland and I'll have a look at an album or two. Um, we've got another 30 minutes to go. We'll try the answer phone messages in a bit. Oh, let's. Thank you very much. That's, although it sounded sarcastic, this is Talk Radio. <laughs> Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pete, thank you, but no, you're not going to be the correspondent. Try again next week. This is the problem. This is a great gig. This is a, the dream gig. 
to be the apprentice correspondent on the late night alternative with I'm a celebrities Ian Lee and um Catherine Boyle. Read that. Uh this is a great gig. Every week you come on, you get star billing. Mm-hmm. Right? You get a guaranteed slot on the show. It's better than winning the apprentice because yeah. you'll have a job yeah. maybe next year yeah. and those guys probably won't. Yeah. These jerk offs talking to you, dear listener. They don't know a good opportunity when they see it. I'm, I'm reminded Judy Garland's life was very tragic. Um, it was handed to her on a plate, and a lot of abuse as well. Uh, but her life was very tragic. I'm giving you the chance to be the opposite of tragic, to be celebrated. Magic. Magic. Thank you. And none of you seem to want it. Uh, so, very, 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 very. Have you forgotten the word? Disappointing. There it is. In all of you guys very disappointing i'm disappointed for them um i have i'm trying to veer back from loathing yeah oh jeez i'll take this yo mo how'd it go yo hello you good yeah you on speakerphone mate <laughs> yeah give us a call when you've worked it out to use your phone for <laughs> that like a tin in a string <laughs> Should we try the answer phone? So I gave up my home phone number I mean, that was on. hasty. Yeah, well, I'm, I want the show to succeed. I want the show to succeed. Never going to sleep again. Hang on a second, we've got a phone call here. It's uh... exciting times. Yo, Mo, how'd it go? Yeah, sorry, the hands free there. Okay, well, 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 don't be. Can we see your hands at all time, please? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, can't hear what you're saying, mate. <laughs> I literally, no, I'm not doing a piece. We cannot hear what you're saying, mate. Make the line as well. Is it right now? No. What are you talking on? Put, put the hole near your mouth. <laughs> Is it good now? Yeah, keep it there. Okay, can I please talk about the Liverpool game? Why? Please, because, like, you guys are the same as talk sport, basically. No, we're not. We're completely different. We're the same in that there's two of us. Yeah, but I and read And we have books. a phone number. We read books. Yep. Yeah. Your sister stations are basically the same thing. That's not the same thing. That would be a twin station. She's got no, it. they're basically the same thing. You wouldn't know That's my sister was my sister. I'm not being pedantic, I'm being accurate. You wouldn't know my sister was my sister. We look nothing alike. We don't talk, we don't really talk about sport. And you know that. So you don't want to talk about the Liverpool game? Oh okay, dear. thanks very much for your call, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He can talk about it, just not to us. So we've got a lot of answer phone. Messages this is here. exciting. I wonder how many are suitable for broadcast. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to. We're just going to play them. Um, we're just going to play them live. Okay. Uh, so here is here's here is answer phone message number one. Here we go. Right now, listen here. I've got a cousin called Tony, and I can't stand him. He's put me off of all other Tonys. Every Tony I've ever met is a dick, but this Tony, my Tony, my cousin Tony really, really makes me angry. So, from this point on, if I ever see anybody or hear of anybody being called Tony again, I shall lose my rag and you will not believe the stink that I will cause. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's a message that someone felt the need to leave. Okay, let's go on to, we've got another one. We've got plenty of them, actually. We've got about 20. But more for this than we do when we do the rabbit hole. Okay, that's fair enough. Here we go, there's another one. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. I've just finished reading a piece of fan fiction called Texas Kilt. Is this Pete? 
who's not going to be the... It sounds like the sort of jolly um, persona he puts on when he's trying to get around us. Let's, let's carry on with his piece of fan fiction. In which Fraser Hines is Jamie McCrimmon from Doctor Who. No. And Mike Nesmith from The Monkeys oh. uh, basically get it on. So my question is this. When did you write that then? Okay, right. It, it, always with the digs. Digs, he said digs. Digs. Um, there's so much gay monkeys, isn't the pop group, fan fiction out there. It's all about them having showers together and then... Doing it. Could you not do that in the office? Sorry. Uh, there's a lot of it. Let's do one more of these. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. There we go. There's one more. My frustration of an old like story that used to do the rounds of um, like in the fifties, the Americans spent millions of dollars inventing this special pen. It could be used in space. Oh. And the Russians said, "We've got pencils." pencils Thanks yeah. very much. I'll save you the save you the time. Save you the time. Let's have one more. Um, let's have one more. Here we go. All right, Ian. Alistair speaking. Oh, hello, Alistair. Yeah, just a message. I'm very worried about the phone system at uh, Virgin. Virgin? I think um, Allah has seen from Breaking Bad when the guy pulls a switch under the uh, bonnet to make the engine not start. Oh, yeah. On purpose. Sabotage. Sabotage. One of the Murdochs has got a switch under his desk turning off the phone. I think he might have. And if he has, that's fine. That's my theory. Too big a believer in uh, conspiracy. Oh, I'm, I'm with you anyway. on this, Alistair. Hope you have a good show tonight. So do we. Uh, love to you and Kath. We Bye. did. We did have a good show tonight. Thank you. More messages. Maybe we'll have more messages tomorrow. Oh three. Four nine nine one thousand. Catherine. Yeah. What have you got? So many for things. us on the show tonight before Daryl Morris comes in at one. According to the British Druid Order membership. The, B- the BDO. Yeah. No. Membership has more than doubled in the past 10 years. Brexit. Because now there are 7,000 druids, where before there was just 3,000. Well, that is more than, that is more, more than doubled. Than doubling. Daily Star's right at maths. Historically, druids were people who worshipped pagan gods and trees, performed sacrifices and could see the future. But today, they're more likely to use their practice to get close to nature and celebrate festivals. I don't think that's an either-or scenario, is it? No. When we get together and do ceremonies in our white robes, it's cool as it gives us a real sense of identity, Amanda says. Who's Amanda? She's the uh, druid lady. Oh, oh here um, we go. Amanda Hart, 48. Did a fart. Is a chemotherapy nurse who lives in Devon. Okay, okay, all right. Amanda says there's three types of druids. Bards, who are poets, musicians and storytellers. Ovates who are interested in health-related things, and druids who do the big ceremonial aspects. I'm in ovate and often wear red robes for ceremonies, as that's our colour. Within that structure, in the British Druid Order, everybody is equal, and you apply your gifts to the grade you belong to. It's a natural philosophy. Everyone's just like, it's all like, it's just nature, right? Yeah. They have a bad um, rap, but... Do they? Yeah, it goes like this. Yo, I'm a druid and I, li- I like fluid. And that to me is just lazy rhymes. Yeah. But also they have a bad um, reputation because people just think they're weirdos that go around uh, having it off all the time on Stonehenge. Um, if you ever touch Stonehenge, it's very slimy. Oh, for God's sake. But 
Um, they're just like You internet. can't get between, you can't get up to Stonehenge anyway. 26, 26 druids can. Okay. Um, but, um, Lynn's called in. Let's let Lynn, Lynn, oh, hang on a second. Lynn, it says on my screen that you're, you're a druid and you, um, you conceived in the middle of, of the ring at Stonehenge. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. Tell definitely us what happened. Uh, well, it was raining. There were loads of snails about, of course. Uh, and then once we got at it, um, I would have blur and then I come back round. Oh, God, you, you, obviously it was a consensual blur. I think so. Okay, I well, that's, that's taken a rather dark turn. Well, thank you for that, Lynn. <laughs> what else have you called in with tonight? Um, just a bit of advice, really. I mean, you've got a bit, a really good opportunity to use your radio for, um... Evil. No, not evil, not evil. The other one. Um, and I think callers are a bit afraid of calling in because, uh, you put phone down quite a lot on them. Oh, three, four, four, four. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Are you fed up already? Who do I put the phone down on? Well, there were a caller uh, the other night and he was singing and he was really trying his best and you took the piss and just put phone down. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. I thought you were a bit mean, but... Oh, well. That's the way oh, well. it goes. That's the act. That's the act. You've called it. Uh, big James Whaley. Oh, g- God, me. no. Better than that. Um, I let people... Well, I think you're a bit harsher than James, actually. Okay. Well, why are you listening and phoning in, Lynn? Because I, um, I love talk radio. I love to listen in. Um, okay. But you, but, but obviously you don't, obviously you don't love listening in between uh, ten and one. You know, a positive bit of advice. No, you just, it's maybe. not, it's negative criticism and, it, and it's wrong. But if you don't like it, it's the act. You can switch off between ten and one. I won't be offended. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? I'm still here. Yeah, we can't hear you very well. Your phone is breaking up. Sorry about that. That's all right. These things happen. Yes. Yeah, I was saying you could, if you don't like it, you can switch off. Okay. Okay, that's fine. No worries. I just uh, good luck to you both. Okay. That good luck to you too, Lynn. Thank you. All the best. Bye. All the best to you. Thank you for your call. Bye bye. Okay. Um, there is an option, by the way, guys. If you don't like it, you can switch off. I'm sorry if we didn't make that clear. Maybe we should start... Remind me tomorrow, Kath. We start every show with that warning. If you don't like it, you are allowed yeah. to, uh, to, to, to switch off. And we'll give you back the money you paid for yeah. listening. Um, can I just say, though, that was the most polite call I've had saying I don't really like your show very much. Yeah. <laughs> that was very polite, so I, thank you, Lynn, genuinely. Do you know I what I'm suspecting? That. that Lynn's not, um, been listening very long. No. Because, um... Must have been Nigel she was talking about. Yeah, we weren't taking the piss. We, no. The God, relationship no. with Nigel is quite, no. um, a special one. But that's cool, that's cool. But also, everyone gets cut off because we have no other means of ending phone calls. Yeah, everyone gets cut off. Um, big James Whalish. Hey, listen, James has been doing it for a lot longer than me. I'm a big fan of James. I think his political rhetoric at the moment i don't buy it i think it's dangerous and I, I understand why he's doing it it's fine that's his it's his show that's his act it's, that's how he wants to you know if he wants to sp- spread dangerous uh fear-mongering hate-mongering uh bile I, I then that's up to him that's cool man that's great but that's not what this show is but yeah of course i nicked a lot of techniques from james because i used to listen to james when i was a teenager and i don't mean that as an insult i really really did um, I've nicked stuff from Clive Bull. Clive Bull, I think, is the master. The master at the phone in. Whatever you may think of his current incarnation, I think he's just the best. A little bit from Tommy Boyd, Mike Mendoza, Caesar the Geezer. 
um, bit from Catherine, like some stuff from Catherine. Uh, it is primarily men. Uh, actually, Alison Ferns, when she used to do a show with, with Tommy Boyd, but it is primarily men because it's a very male-dominated um, business. Um, Jimbo from years ago. Lo- lo- loads of people. But listen, um, uh, we've had a couple of people who've kind of, and I get why, but have kind of seen us, Catherine, as the... Um, I don't know how to phrase this, but has seen us as 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 as, as though we are responsible for talk radio. And I really, the more and more this goes on, the more I see us as like a tiny little independent three hours a night of rational, humane, and human nonsense. You know, the the, the lot of the output in the day is very right wing. Not all of it bilious. There's a lot of fear-mongering going on. Hey, listen, that's fine, man. They get loads more listeners than us. Actually, maybe it's not fine. But um, we are not responsible for... I'm not responsible for James's shows or, or Mike's or Julia's or Matthew or any of those. And doing me, just as they have no input in our show. We yeah. are completely set. Me and Kath and Sam are responsible for this show at the moment. That's it. That's it. So, um, if, you, if you like Julia's show probably not going to like our show and that's that's absolutely fine and it does mean i think we struggle a bit in terms of listeners because we are so alternative from the rest of the 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 output i think also people aren't used to this style of radio because there really isn't uh i can't think of anything at the moment that isn't super um how do i say it um Super calculated, and there's nothing calculated about this show. <laughs> I thought you were going to say super califragilistic. <laughs> no, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's not like okay, we're going to talk about this, no. and we're asking you this question because we want this answer, and this is the number to call, and that's the question we're going to ask for this hour, and then the next hour we're going to ask something else. It's not that at all. It's a free for all, because if you were to be knocking about down the pub or um, I don't know wherever you knock about with your mates, that's the way conversation flows. Strange old vibe tonight. Really strange old vibe. I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it? Gosh, there's a Freudian slip. slip. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, It's a strange old vibe tonight. Some some very unusual calls. But that's when I really enjoy it. I know we're late for a break. Go on. What I also like are people trying to steer us back on course to be more like other programmes. (laughs) We're doing it on purpose. Let's take Nick. Then we'll do the break. And then we'll go to Raheem and uh, fake Sheila. Good evening, Nick. Hi again. Hello. Um, Yeah, it's just really strange that you said about the... Uh, BD, BDO because uh, I joined them myself about a month ago. Ah, there we go. T- well, tell us about it. I enjoy the philosophy, basically. The, what the, is the philosophy? Well, you put the planet before profit and before ego. Right. I never catch on. What colour robes no. are you? <laughs> no, no, I don't go dancing around in the forest or anything. I just like the philosophy. Mm. I and quite I fancy the dancing. Yeah. The Littlest Hobo was a TV show. Oh, don't start with this again. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. Jeez, it's going so well. Let's just play the ads, please. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers and Distant Fathers. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Oh, three, four, four... Four nine nine one thousand. If there's any chance of getting back, um...
um, you can't get them back as the phone's gone again. It just says that this number isn't taking calls at the minute. Oh, so. Okay, well, we just had a couple of calls, dear listener, um, from Katie and from Fake Sheila. If you want to call in, um, uh, we'll put you straight to air because we seem to be having a little bit of a problem with the phones again. Um, let's go to Raheem. Good evening, Raheem. Uh, good evening, Ian. How are you doing, right? Very, very well. Oh, it's good to hear. Um, yeah, so before I get on to what I thought about, a couple of calls ago, someone said that they don't like your show. Yep. Like you said, yep. if they don't like it, there's always LBC or something, isn't there? So, <laughs> My advice is, is if you don't like it, you can F off. <laughs> no. Because this is the best show on the radio. F off. It get is, out it of is. I agree. No, it's, yeah. fine, it's fine. People don't like. I just don't know why you phone up and say I don't like your show. Exactly. It's, it's cool. It's cool though. But I'm glad it was nice to talk to her. Anyway, Raheem, what you got for us? Yeah. So um, when I, I tuned in about half an hour ago, and you said you were looking for an apprentice correspondent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You still you still need one. I'm happy to do it. Tell me about the apprentice. Well, the Apprentice, you know, it's a show that happens every year where you get a load of candidates and they try okay, and sorry, get sorry, Raheem, you must have misunderstood me. Tell oh, me some stuff I... about this series of The Apprentice. Well, I haven't watched the first episode yet. Oh, but I know that on the thanks first very time. much for your call, Raheem. I really, really appreciate that. First hurdle. Imagine you go to a job interview. So tell me, why would you like to work here? Well, I don't actually know what your business does, but it's just... Uh, we'll take this call straight to air. Good evening, Katie. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing uh, excellently at the moment. <laughs> what have you got for us? Marvellous. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but I just uh, have been listening to you both tonight, and you both sound fantastic. And um, I just thought I'd say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. 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 What's going Cat. on with you? There must be a reason that you phoned up. Come on, man. No well, one picked up the phone. I don't know. a lot of things reason. that um, I was listening to the woman earlier on who called, and I got really cross with her. Uh, you dealt with it brilliantly, and. Um, yeah, just lots of different calls, really. I, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I want to ask one question, if that's possible, to Kath. Yeah. How do you feel about your children getting older? Is it scary? I'm enjoying um, the change in our relationship from them being completely dependent to them okay. being brilliant company. And the challenges that come along with it, I can handle, I think, because... Uh, at this point in our relationship, and I know things can change, at this point in our relationship, I feel like we're quite close. And yeah. um, while we are not friends, we are friendly. <laughs> how how old are you, oldest? If you, She's if 11. So my son's just been 15. Right. And I find it really hard. I don't see him as much as I want to. I see him every other weekend. Right. And he's, uh, he's got to that stage of, um, you know, being really squeaky clean mm -hmm. to um, just uh, monotone answers and um, smelly feet and hairy legs. And uh, it's just really strange. And I'm feeling kind of, uh, I'm, I'm finding it quite difficult to, um, I don't know if to be the responsible mum or just have a joke with him. Right. You know, and it's um, just a little bit hard. <laughs> right. Well, I've not got teenage children, but I've been a teenager, and I yeah. think um, it's hard to. T it must be hard to toe the line, right? There's a reason why they yeah. start becoming distant, and that's the same reason why baby birds don't stay in the nest. <laughs> you know, you've got to not get on for a bit. Um, I, but 
I, t- I took my son to Amsterdam recently um, on the ferry from Newcastle, mm-hmm. and um, and he went, oh, mum, you know, mum, you're dead cool, but um, it'd be even cooler if we could just get stoned. And he, he was 14 at the time, and I went, no, yeah. <laughs> that's never going to happen. He's like, oh, mum, come on. And I was like, Ben, how do you know about all this? Me thinking that he's just this naive little teenager. He said, mum, we can get anything from school, anything. I was like, what, really? <laughs> He's like, but, Pam, be cool. Just let's get started. And I was like, it's never going to happen. And that just really shocked me, you know? I, I, the way I was brought up, it wasn't perfect, but it was all right, right? <laughs> and the, it, it's, the, it's the way of, you only get one mother, you have lots of friends. And, um, yeah. and I'm not your mate. <laughs> That's I, right. I have to go beyond yeah. that, and sometimes that means being unpopular. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, guys, thank you. That's all I want to speak to you about. Thanks very much. Can I ask you a question, Katie? Yeah. Have you got any weed, and how much are you selling it for? (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't, but can I tell you a very funny story very quickly? Yeah, yeah, go on. My dad um, was a very popular artist, uh, an oil painter. And uh, there was a, we live in a place called Barnacastle, which is a, a small town in County Durham. Mm-hmm. And he knew this guy who was very friendly with a famous band. I don't know if I dare say the band. And uh, this guy went... Lindisfarne! <laughs> he said, um, Rob, Lindisfarne. come over to London. I've got a, I've got a friend. Mm. It's fantastic. And uh, you're going to sell all your paintings and all the rest yes. of it. So my dad went over with this guy to London. My dad had never been to London before. And he went to Crouch End in okay. a certain studio. I used to live in Crouch End. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave, oh, Stewart, really? Dave Stewart's studio. Yes. <laughs> oh, are we giving it away? I'm sure if I could say the, say yeah. the name. Oh. Yeah, and um, so basically Dave Stewart bought a lot of my dad's paintings, but my dad went in there as this Yorkshire guy, you know, and um, my dad came back going, eee, love. Wow, he was a right Yorkshire guy, and he went... <laughs> I've never, I've never, wow. He said, I, I, I saw the painting with half an hour. He said, there's this bloke comes in with big mouth, with right big mouth called Mike, 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 Mike. I was going, my God, Dad, Mick Jagger. And he went, that's the one. Bloody hell. And I went, oh, my God. So I was like, I don't know, 15 or something, 16 at the time. So a lot of, a, a lot of these guys bought a lot of my dad's paintings. There was, um... I, <laughs> I'm name dropping, but there was a lot of famous people. And uh, but my dad, the hilarious thing was, my dad came back and he went, and he just changed. Did your dad like, smoke a J with with Mick Jagger? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, how cool is that? I'm not a big fan of drugs, but that's cool, man. That's cool. If you're gonna have, your, if you're gonna smoke a J, do it with Mick Jagger, man. Mick Jagger, and he also said, my dad said, he says, but we were like doing this, and I was getting right fuzzy in my head, and he said. Uh, this guy walked in, and my dad never really understood music. He was never mm. into popular music of any any sort. Mm. And he went, <laughs> and and there's a bloke called. Uh, it, it sounds such a ridiculous story, but it's, it's totally true. Don't my dad say Paul. Don't say Paul McCartney. And he said, um, no, no, no. He said, it's somebody called Bob. Bob. Oh uh, no, I, not Dylan. So, so listen. So I went to school the next day. And uh, my friends were like going, so my, my friends came around, we had a, a little bit of a, a naughty, a uh, little bit of a joint, and uh, my friends left them there. Yeah. 
and um, I said, oh, but my dad, haven't you heard about my dad? And I went, what? I said, well, my dad's just smoked in the garage because he's, he's been going out with these guys in London. He met Bob. They were like, no, he hasn't. I said, no, he has. He really has. <laughs> and no one believed me, but yeah. Hang on a second. Can I ask you a question very quickly? Yeah? So you were smoking weed when you were 15, right? No, my dad was telling me about it. No, I you said you were having the cheeky joint. When I, was, when I was a little bit older, I did. But um, my dad showed me how to roll a joint, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So, okay, but so but I'm just confused. I thought you said you'd smoke jo- uh, weed at 15. No, my dad, when I, sorry, I, when, my, okay. when I was 15, my dad smoked right. a joint. Okay, oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, he was, he was a cool guy. He was yeah. a cool guy. And okay. I don't know how I got into that story, but thanks for listening anyway. Katie, thank you very much indeed. Um, let's very quickly, uh, let's just say hello. Joe, we haven't got much time, I'm afraid, Joe. We're coming to the end of the show. Hello, Ian. Hello, Joe. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're coming to the end of the show, man. Right. Ever so disappointed, then. Well, we finish at one o'clock, and we have done for the last oh. three and a half years. Sorry. Thanks for your call. I mean, I mean, I could just not, but I could just... No, I we want to hear... you want another half an hour, I, Catherine and I want to hear what's on your show, yeah. uh, uh, Can Darryl. I... Can I... Go on. But before that, yeah. as, as well as me and Catherine, Sheila wants to hear what's on your oh, show. Oh, no! You're <laughs> <laughs> She calls up at the end, you're coming, there's something going on here! Stop it! <laughs> oh, hello. Hi, Sheila. How you doing, all right? I'm lovely. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very, very well. I, uh, I, j- can I, can I say, because... Shut, shut up, let, shut, shut up, let Daryl speak. Sheila, you'll appreciate this, because I heard you were talking about, uh... I went on the bus. I went on the bus. Can you okay. shut up? Just for no, the Sheila. Of Sheila. Thank you, driver. Thank you, driver. Okay. <laughs> not a clue, Daryl. I'm <laughs> so sorry. On? I'm so That's sorry. okay. You can please, 58 to we've got plenty of time. Please continue with what you were saying. I, uh, I heard what you, I heard the call earlier, and I, I heard, because I've had a lot of those as well, right? Yeah. A lot of these calls. And I, I, I've written a few things about this and about the fact that you know your right extends to to turning off the radio yeah, right? yeah, it, yeah. you don't have to call me up and tell me you don't yeah. like me uh but also I, I grew up watching you on the television Shut up, and man. i've ripped off probably i've ripped off probably none of I you because, because I, 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 I know about you yeah you were watching the 11 o'clock show when you were 10 years old <laughs> no i was watching it was my my entry point to ian lee was rise are you watching rise yeah and i've also ended okay. up working with with kate lawler re- previously i'm so sorry man and so, so i feel like i've ticked all the boxes now i'm done this right, is it. This like, is the peak well, of my career. The, you, this was the person who watched Rise. It's nice to meet him at last. <laughs> Daryl's up next. We're back to that at 10. Ta-ta. We are Talk Radio.